here today talking about the final four minutes from four different films here today and uh, we will get to that in just a bit but first let me bring in a man they call the podcasters podcaster he's the co-host of this podcast and was one of the three people that got together to name a baby on last week's show Please welcome the great Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? How's it going, Rob? The stakes are just as high this week. Stakes are just as high. And we're coming off of a great episode of the podcast where you and I got together with baby name expert Jennifer Moss to talk about naming a real baby that's coming in just a few months. Yeah, we we named a baby last week. A lot of Smart Alec listeners are pointing out that we didn't name the baby that Jennifer did. Oh, well, well, who booked Jennifer for the podcast? Yeah. Whose idea was the show? I guess it was Corey, the dad. Mm-hmm. But um, we yeah, we booked Jennifer. The name she came up with was a listener suggested idea also that we just happened not to have mentioned on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm taking at least uh, one third of the credit total. We each get a third of the credit. OK, so. Real fun episode last week. If you uh, missed that one, be sure to check that out in our podcast feed or on robhasawebsite.com. And of course, we are going to talk about the final four minutes of movies. And later on in this episode, we'll do our wheel spin with uh, a a guest. If people want to make sure that they uh, don't stop listening at any point because we have a guest who's coming to spin the wheel with us, Akiva. Uh, A listener named Claire who's got quite the tale to tell. Okay, Uh, we'll talk about that. But up first, there's been uh, some talk at the end of episodes of the podcast, but we decided to discuss this up front. The Robin Akiva road trip where Alexander Chester and Akiva had been talking for some time on the 32 Fans podcast about a road trip to Minnesota in July to go see two different Mets twins baseball games, Akiva. Yeah, a lot of people say that we don't respect middle America enough. You know, that's where the meet me in the middle Omaha, Nebraska idea came from. And uh, we're showing as much respect to middle America as possible by going there. Me, you, Chester, and literally any listener who wants to come with us, all listeners who want to come with us um, are going to be going to Minnesota or I guess Minneapolis, Minnesota in uh July. What are the dates? July 16th and 17th, Tuesday, the 16th and Wednesday, the 17th of July. Yeah, we're we're getting in Tuesday early afternoon and we're all leaving first, you know, crack of dawn Thursday morning. Mm -hmm. Um, It's happening. Yeah, we're we are. It's happening. We have book tickets. You are welcome to book tickets and come with us. Um, we booked we, plane tickets. We booked plane tickets. Yes, we booked. Sorry. Correct. We are. We, we booked plane tickets. Right. I think the schedule is roughly we're going to a game on Tuesday night and a game Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. I think both nights we will be doing a podcast. I assume the first night would be uh, late night 32 fans after the baseball game. And then the Wednesday night would be Robin Akiva need a podcast. Potentially. Um, I think that a lot, a lot of this hangs in the balance of 
how many people are yeah. turning out for any of this? Because yes. if if there's 10 people, I think that we're looking at maybe just, you know, uh, one. Like, I don't think we need to do two podcasts in That's true Minnesota for, the, for, for eight people. That's true. Yeah, it, it's completely contingent on if people are interested, if they want to come. Um, but the games are definitely happening. We'll do one or two podcasts. We'll probably go to the Mall of America. We got a complaint. I mentioned no this canoeing. briefly. No if someone wants to go canoeing, Chester will come canoeing. Someone in the 32 fans Facebook group. I'm not even sure if they're an app listener. They might just be some sports guy that's like a friend of a friend of Chester. Said, oh, I could tell that this is, trip is being planned yeah, by yeah. a bunch of bunch of dads <laughs> yeah. because you guys are going to Minnesota and you're just going to the Mall of America and some yeah. baseball games. Like, all right, so that guy's going to come. <laughs> and if anyone wants to go on his tour, which go I to think a is strip go to club like with a that bunch guy. of strip clubs and then come back. <laughs> to the hotel and do a whole bunch of coke then ask adam <laughs> he's gonna lead that end of the tour because we're boring and we just want to like <laughs> go shopping at the mall and uh maybe like eat some find a kosher restaurant or something um th- yeah we're going to chester's ancestral homeland of minnesota chester knows nothing about minnesota if yeah. you're if, if like, you know, Chester grew up in Minnesota, his parents basically lived there until this year. But he they sent him away for ninth grade, like because there's no just like Orthodox right. Jewish boys high school in Minnesota. So he went he, he was in high school in Canada and mm-hmm. and then in, the, in Manhattan. And then he went to college, not in Minnesota, and he's never lived there. Yeah. So he would say things on the podcast and I get all these messages from Minnesotans like, Oh, that restaurant he mentioned has been closed for like 16 years or like he said some places 24 seven and it's not being 24 seven over a decade ago. So we might we really need like a Minnesota tour guide who knows the state and the city Mm -hmm. because it's clearly not Chester. But if so, Rob, what should people do if they want to tell us that they're coming on our Minnesota road trip. Okay. So I think that what we want to do is get a head count in terms of what we're going to do. Because if, if this trip is 10 people or 15 people, I think it looks like one thing. And, and if it turns out that there is, you know, 40 or, or 70 or a hundred people, I, I think it looks like a, a different thing where I think what we're talking about is potentially Either, you know, uh, if if we're all at a hotel, uh, then, you know, uh, booking a room to do some sort of a bigger podcast or if it's a smaller thing, then we're, you know, just going to like, you know, all be in one location and then just record it. And it's a, a smaller thing. But I think that we need to know an estimate of how many people are interested in this crazy idea. Also, we want to get a group rate on tickets for the baseball game as well. So if you are somebody who's interested in any of this, whether it's going to the games or just seeing a Renap episode potentially, and what we should do is have people email Renap at Rob has a website.com. That's R A A N A P at robinswebsite.com or Seinfeld at postshowrecaps.com. And then that'll give us a headcount. Or what, do you want to have people let us know on Twitter also? Yeah, if you tweet at me, even just DM me. This is for people who are, you know, 50% sure or better. If you think that you're probably going to come or if you've already booked a plane ticket or you just have a Or if you're local, question. yeah. Yeah, or, if you're, or certainly if you're local. And again, even if you're coming, you don't have to come to everything. You come to one game or no games or two games or one podcast or no podcast. Um, but, you know, give us an idea. So we have an idea, you know, for starting next week for how much to 
um, you know, like w- what days and what, what we're going to do. Um, but we it is official. If you want to book we, Rob, myself and Chester of all book plane tickets. My plane so tickets is booked. Yeah. All of our plane tickets are booked. This is happening. Rob, uh, Rob and I and Chester, you know, we're either going to be staying in a hotel or we're going to get uh, an Airbnb together. Rob, should we get a pool? Because uh, we're talking about getting a mansion, like one gigantic, like people send us like 13 bedroom Airbnbs in Minnesota. On so Twitter. do you think there's I don't even with pools? I, I, I've looked I, I've looked and uh, I didn't see anything with a pool. I, w- I would settle for a pool table. OK, pool or pool table. Pool That's table. What we'll, we'll adjust the, <laughs> Put Airbnb, on the census. Uh, search that way. <laughs> Put on the census. Uh, I think that we're more a of, a, of a pool table crowd than a than a pool. Are crowd. you a good pool player? I, I'm not a good pool player. I think that I would be sort of like a fair to uh, average pool player. What we have? What about uh, I see? I actually like table tennis more than pool. Yeah. Are you a ping pong guy? Not a ping pong guy. OK. Um, yeah. Maybe if they had both, we could have like a, a, a pool tournament and a, and a ping pong tournament. And so what I'm really hoping for is that we get a quorum here. And what I'd like to do for my my mm-hmm. dream idea for the live Renap podcast yeah. would be over the next six or seven weeks, however long until we're we're doing this. Uh, I think it's mm-hmm. uh, we're recording this on June 1st. So it'll be about uh, six weeks from now is to be in addition to our regular wheel to be sourcing ideas for a live show wheel, which would be spun at the live show. At the wow. live podcast. So we would be we would be picking it on the spot and then we'd have to do the podcast right then and there. Yes. What do you think? Is that too crazy? But it would have to be ideas that were friendly for that. Like, yes. what, what if uh, like would let's say let's pretend season three, episode seven is on there. Yes. Would we be able to watch the show right then? I guess we would. Or maybe maybe what we should do is then have a, a live show wheel and then spin it on the episode beforehand. Yeah. So if there's any yeah, that's crap that needs to be done. Mm hmm. Unless that, yeah, people say, sense. I'm only coming if you spin the wheel at the show. People like to threaten us. They like <laughs> to be like, yeah, I'll stop listening unless you, you know, unless you keep this podcast on the wheel or you kick this podcast off. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll get threats like that. It may just be me, you and Chester. Who knows? That's fine. That's yeah, fine. We'll have a good time if it's just the three of us. OK. Although I think Sean, the mailman has already booked a plane ticket. So it could just be <laughs> me, you, Chester and Sean, the mailman. Yes. And Scott St. Pierre. And Scott St. Pierre. All right. We got a we got a core group of five. Yes. OK. And then we'll and, and then we'll go from there. And look, there's uh, lo- lots of different directions this can go. And it all depends on how many people we're talking about in this group and how many people want to see podcasts happen. Yeah. And if it's nobody, our feelings aren't hurt. We'll have a fun time in uh, one of the great states in the union, Minnesota. All right. One way or another, though, a podcast is being recorded. Yes, we will. Yeah, we'll definitely do a podcast. It might just be a very sad one with just the three of us. <laughs> Chester bringing in different members of his family. Uh, Aunt Gladys. <laughs> Gladys in a robot. Um, do a, you know? In a canoe to the Mall in of a America. Canoe. We'll record in a canoe. Do you, um, well, for if people didn't listen to our live, the one live podcast we've done before, this live Seinfeld show. Yes. Um, we called up some of the listeners who didn't make the show. Some of our diehard fans who said who, they were yeah. going to come to the yeah. finale podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Louise, uh, our friend Louise from Australia, who I guess had a fair excuse. She lives in Australia. Mm-hmm. I don't think she ever really said she was going to come. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, we called up some of our listeners live on, you know, at the beginning of the show on air and asked them. So maybe we'll just do that with like everybody. <laughs> if nobody's there, we'll just call up every single listener and yell at them for not coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? That's an that idea. could be the podcast. Yeah, that could be the podcast. Just yelling at the listeners. <laughs> OK. All right. A- anything else in regards to Minnesota? I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, R-A-N-A-P at Rob's website dot com or tweet at me or DM me and let us know if you're not coming. You don't have to tell us. I think that's fine. That's I don't fine. need like, well, I want to come, but like, that's OK. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're coming, let us know. And so we could start planning uh, ahead for that. And then if we do hear from an- enough people, then we'll update you in the next episode and talk about what the uh, live show wheel ideas are potentially going to look yeah, and like. Yeah, start sending in ideas for that. If you have an idea, hey, this would work great for a live show. Uh, you know, because it has to be something that's, it can, like, it can't be too visual, right? Because we also have to release it as a podcast. Right. And it can't be something with, like, uh, okay, uh, you know, Caitlin Herman, life coach. It's like, uh, we need, like, uh, we would need... Unless we fly in Caitlin Herman. Like, <laughs> right. maybe that's our way to get her. Well, maybe we have, like, a local guest that we would... Uh, so, but look, the... Things are on the table for the like. Maybe there are things that you could only do in Minnesota that are part of uh, this 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 potential idea. Yeah, that's all right. We, yeah, what are Minnesota centric uh, Renap ideas? Yeah. I guess maybe it's just interviewing Chester's friend that was hitting up the strip clubs for the uh, thirty six hours before the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if that guy's coming. I don't know if he's invited. Also, uh, any you know, people are like, well, what happens if like a real weirdo wants to come? So if you're sitting at home and you're li- if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I want to come to Minnesota, but like I know deep down I'm a serial killer. <laughs> then I think you have to sit this one out. Right. Like, we respect you. Yeah. Right. Like, but but you have you know, I think you can't come here because yeah. you'll put us in jeopardy. So if you are a serial killer or, you know, even if you only murdered like once or t- what, what makes someone a serial killer? Three murders. I think one murder, one murder. That's not yeah. in self-defense. I, I think we yeah. can overlook self-defense. Mm hmm. Yeah, so if you've yeah, if you've done any murdering, you probably sit this one out. But if you know you just have some light arson, uh, we'll probably let you come. <laughs> light? Oh, what, what constitutes light arson? Like fireworks? Down, like not a full house, but maybe like a like a, a shed. You burn down someone's shed or something. Was it by accident? Did you leave oily rags well, out? If it's an accident, I don't think it's arson. I think it's only arson if it's. Uh, is it arson? No firebugs. No, f- no, no firebugs. Yeah, no, yeah, because then they're gonna, if we get an Airbnb, we don't want anyone burning down the Airbnb. That's right. Yeah, that's true. No arsonists and no murderers, please. Okay. All right. Akiva, mm. should we set up what we're doing here on the final four? Please do. Because uh, this is a, a little bit of a confusing premise. Do we know who sent this in? Do we know who the. Who yeah, was, shut I, up, Tim. This, well, this uh, people say we do too many shut up, Tim ideas, and they might really be saying it after today. We don't know. Shut up, Tim. Can I just tell you what Shut Up Tim sent me this week as a as a pitch that he wanted in the mailbag? Yes. Uh, just because people are like, how come you take so many Shut Up Tim ideas? And the real answer is like, because he sends so many in. <laughs> um, and you should see the ones I reject. Well, here's the one I rejected recently. Podcast idea. Robin Akiva are dead. In this morbid <laughs> podcast, Robin Akiva discuss what they th- their f- think their funerals will be like, who will attend, who will snub, and what will happen to their podcast post-death. Robin Akiva conclude the episode by presenting the eulogies that they wrote for each other. Are they touching? Are they sad? Are they funny? I hope the latter. You accept he wrote the later because famously he doesn't know how to spell. Uh, it's like a nice and touching version of the roast. So he wants us to describe our funerals. Yeah. In, uh, I mean, this is, yeah, maybe we should have done that this week. 
Uh, what do you think? Is that should we put that ideal right on the wheel? Robin and Akiva are dead. How about this? Why don't we see how this one goes? I mean, if, if this if this podcast goes great, then we say, hey, shut up. Tim knows what he's talking about. And if it doesn't go so great, then we say, oh, maybe uh, shut up. Tim's ideas are uh, not. I mean, when shut up, Tim's money was great. But we uh, let's let's see if he's hot or not. Uh, yeah, I think we're still not doing that one. <laughs> I like how he's like into like who's going to snub your funeral. Rob, who do you think is going to be a big snub at your funeral? <laughs> I, snub, I, I mean, I think it would be uh, I don't know where it would be held. Uh, um, you know, uh, what? It's, I think it would have to be in L.A. You've been there too long to like go back to New York for a funeral. No. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if there's going to be that many people. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that's depressing. Yeah. Like not a lot of. Yeah. But I, I feel like there'll be a lot of survivors there fans will come in if you give us enough time why well, i'm saying us I'll obviously be gone before you but i don't know and yeah i don't know i've never really thought about that it shut up to must be thinking about uh his mm. uh you know oh, his believe time me on this, there's on gonna this be earth. a lot of survivor snubs <laughs> <laughs> snubs and flubs all yeah. right Let, let's let's speaking okay. of funerals let's let's start with this episode okay so we're going to be looking at or we have already looked at the final four minutes of four different films two all time classics two not so much, I guess, depending on who you ask. I'm sure uh, some of them are favorites of some of the listeners. And we've watched these four films that we have not seen before. or We watched the final four minutes that were the final four minutes were cut by Shut Up Tim and sent in. And we've watched them and we're going to talk about them. And then I guess we're going to look on Wikipedia to see what the synopsis was to see uh, where where we were right and wrong. Yeah, we'll see if we understood the last four minutes. So what should we start with, Rob? I guess let's start with Citizen Kane, one of the four films. Okay. That, and let's just to set this up. The, the four films that we're going to talk about today are Citizen Kane, Gone with the Wind. And then in our wacky pile, we're going to talk about the Britney Spears film Cross Crossroad or Crossroads. I think with, I think it's plural Crossroads. Crossroads, and then the original Mamma Mia. Not Mamma Mia two. Mamma Mia's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not the sequel. Mamma Mia two. Here we go again. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we watched the final four minutes of. The famous Citizen Kane, Akiva. What? What are mm-hmm. your? What? Do you want to describe the action here in the final four minutes of Citizen Kane? So they're in some sort of warehouse. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. Okay. It looks like they're in a big warehouse, and there's there's got. I guess Kane, who was a citizen, I think is now dead. He is dead. Yeah, and they're looking through his stuff. I guess he was a rich guy. And he's got a lot. Of, are they movie props? Is it stuff from like his giant mansion? I don't think it's movie props. I, I think it's uh, that basically uh, this is for 1941's uh, Citizen Kane. Uh, yeah. Kane, I guess, was a big was a big deal. And this is like all his stuff. Like this is like his Mr. Scrooge, uh, like treasure vault. Like uh, mm-hmm. it's just sort of been like laid out and there's a lot of talk about how his last word was rosebud and there's uh, a lot of talk about like a boy if we could just understand what that meant it's like we could Mm -hmm. really understand the man so that's like the most famous thing from this movie right rosebud is supposedly like a big twist but i watched the last four minutes of this film and i gotta say i got i have no idea so at the very end of the four minutes you see something burning he's got a lot of workers who look like mario and luigi throwing stuff in a furnace. Right. 
And one of the things they throw in the furnace has the word Rosebun on it. Did you crack the code there? Did you figure out what they're talking about? I, yeah, I I mean, it's sort of a, like the like a famous thing where I've never seen this movie before, but I know that Rosebud is a sled. It's a sled? Yeah. That's the whole thing is that it was. So why is that a big deal? The sled being Rosebud. It was the thing that he had when he was a kid. Uh, it uh, was, uh, you know, uh, a sled. And then. He was this guy who like had this great life, but I guess in his dying words, he says Rosebud, and that's supposed to be that, you know, uh, everything that he had, all he wanted was uh, this toy he had when he was a kid. That's the whole shtick that he just wanted. It's from 1941. I I think Mm -hmm. that maybe this is like an original thought of in 1941. It's like, hey, if I could just be rich. Uh, all of my, you know, I'll have everything that I want and I'll be happy. And nobody had ever thought of before. Well, the only thing that will make you happy was this toy you had when you were little. And it doesn't matter that all these riches didn't bring him happiness. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So you think this is the first time anybody ever had that thought? This I think like so. I think that's why this was a big hit because now people like, yeah, that, I guess that, that makes sense. You know, there's a lot of rich people that are unhappy, but I think that maybe in 1941, you know, coming out of the depression, yours. Uh, you even know, know it's a, would you have known it's a sled had you not apparently been spoiled about this movie already? Because <laughs> it's black and white. I couldn't like I knew it was like something, but to me it looked like I don't you know, know it could yeah. be any sort of household object. I don't know. I, I think there's also in the that from what I understand, I think that there might be like a scene in the beginning where you see him like uh, in the snow as a kid, mm-hmm. and. Then you, you know, it's, it's, I guess, uh, it's not obvious that it's a sled from what we saw, but I think that there is a scene with him as a kid holding it. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, so we, you have never seen this film, but somehow you knew all the It's spoilers. a very famous movie. Does it depress you that this is like the most famous movie of all time, though? This is not the most famous, but like it can, it's like the example of a great movie. Uh, and it's in black and white, like, how about this? Okay. Yeah. Every nobody thinks that a TV show from like 1930 or even from 1960 is the best TV show of all time, right? Like the Mount Rushmore would pr- pretty much only include shows that aired this century. Mm-hmm. Where if somebody said like, "Yeah, I only listen to music from 1941," we'd examine their head, right? We'd think they're a lunatic, right? But for some reason, it's normal to think like, "Oh, this great movie is is you know it, like all the best movies were from like." You know, Gone with the Wind, which we're about to talk about, and The Wizard of Oz and Citizen Kane. No, even like a crappy movie, even like John Wick 3 is better than Citizen Kane. <laughs> because first of all, it's in color, not black and white. I, I think you have a point, but I'm not ready to go with the John Wick 3 is better than. Have you seen Citizen John Wick 3? Kane. No, I have not. But I. Is I, Jason I, Manzoukas in Citizen Kane? I don't think so. So. I, I think that there is a, you know, a, at least a, a storyline or a theme here that stuck with people for 70 some odd years. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, I'm not sure if people are going to remember much from John Wick 3. In mm-hmm. You mean because there's going to be so many months. more John Wicks, they're just going to be watching the rest of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you a Keanu guy, by the way? Speaking of John Wick 3, do you like Keanu Reeves? I feel like he's having a Keanu sans. Like he's really <laughs> not a huge Keanu guy. I mean, I like oh, okay. I, I'm a big speed guy. Love speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, speed too. He's not in it. 
Only Sandra. Right. It's crazy that they got they got Sandy back for Speed Two and and not him. And Sandy was a bigger star. No. Mm. Was she Jason a bigger Patrick. star at the time? Uh, well, I don't know. He, no, have to, I think they were probably no, similar. He had big done stars. Bill and Ted beforehand, so he at least had was had had like a hit beforehand. I don't think Sandra Bullock had ever done anything that was you know she didn't have a hit before Speed. What about the net? Was the net before Speed no, or was no, the net, the net right was after Speed? Probably. I think the net was the follow up to Speed. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was easier to get her on. Like she's like, hey, this is my big hit, Speed franchise. Need to go back, uh, go back to the well. And then uh, Keanu is gonna, you know, uh, strike gold again with the Matrix. At least the first one. The uh, Matrix two and three is a disaster of its, you know, um, unparalleled in terms of uh, a franchise going, you know, from the biggest thing to put in. So you think if they didn't mess it up, there they could still be making matrix matrixes like they're making Fast and the Furiouses still. Potentially, potentially. Uh, it's incomprehensible how badly they screwed up the Matrix franchise. Oh, I mean, is the is Matrix two considered awful? Like, I know people don't like the third one. Yeah, but I'm surprised I, you're being so, so harsh it's on the second so confusing one. that nobody nobody even knows anything. That's uh, maybe we have some Matrix stands that are out there. But I bet we have Matrix stands. Yeah, you think so? I'm, like it was a popular movie. I was never a big Matrix guy, but I'm sure there are some Matrix stands. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was everybody was a Matrix stand in 1999. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, don't call the second movie Reloaded. I feel like that's a bad name for a sequel. That's like the name for like the sixth movie in a series, not the. <laughs> do you know what the third one was called? Do you remember? Um, it's another re something. Revolution. Revolution. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a real, really bad names. Matrix Reloaded sounds straight to DVD. So I, I'm, I'm kind of on your side here. I think they went off the rails. All right. So for Citizen Kane, it's a little different than maybe the other ones because you have a lot of familiarity with it. Do we need to look at the Wikipedia and see Did, I mean, what we got was, wrong? Is my, are my takeaways off? Did you have a big other takeaway on Citizen Kane? No, I mean, I, I like now that you say that, do you know who the people are in the warehouse who are talking about Kane? Um, and do you know why he's called Citizen Kane? No, but should I start going by Citizen Kiwi instead of Uncle Kiwi? Um, I don't know why he's Citizen Kane. I, I feel like that he's like uh, somehow involved in politics, but I, I don't know what the title. Yeah, but then of shouldn't he be is. like Congressman Kane or yeah, something? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what is going on here so yeah i just know the the ending the, the fam- famous ending that's it if this was middle four minutes i would not be able to tell you one thing to happen is kane in the whole movie or is he yeah i think so so he's like in the movie and then at the end he dies uh I, i'm not sure i feel like that we uh see i i feel like it starts with him dying and then we sort of like get the rest of his life Oh, okay. So it's like a flat. Oh, maybe that's why it's so famous. It's like a, I mean, the first flashback. Th- this whole movie. episode is just an exercise of like, boy, Robin and Akiva are really dumb, right? Like maybe people well, thought we were smarter. Half of our episodes are basically that's what it is. Like Robin and Akiva don't know things that a lot of other people know. Right. But people also, seem to like that. Yeah. They like, like feeling smart. They feel they, they get to feel smart. And they listen to this podcast. Just don't drag us after the like as you listen. Yeah. Like, oh, I and can't believe explain, you didn't know that. Don't tweet us and explain what it is. We have Wikipedia. Yeah, we're going to look it up in a minute. We're going to look it up. So let's look yeah. it up in a minute. Let's let's look okay. it up. OK. Citizen Kane. All right. What's what's going on here in Citizen Kane? And now if people don't you know, have to see the movie. Then they could just listen to this. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for a uh, for a you know, 80 year old movie almost in a mansion in Xanadu, which is a vast palatial estate in Florida. Ooh, maybe we could Airbnb there. I oh, know uh, the elderly Charles Foster Kane 
is on his deathbed. He's holding a snow globe. He utters the word Rosebud. He dies. The globe slips from his hands and smashes on the floor. And then newsreel obituary tells the story of the life of Kane, an enormously wealthy newspaper publisher. Back then, I guess that was like a way to get rich. Yeah. Um, now it's a way to go real broke. His his or like if you're, you know, Jeff Bezos and it's just like, you know, uh, a hobby. Uh, yeah, it's a hobby. Kane's death becomes sensational news around the world. And the newsreels producer tasked Jerry uh, reporter Jerry Thompson with discovering the meaning of Rosebud. So I wonder if that guy at the end is the reporter. OK, yeah. Yeah, he's talking about he's so doing, he interviews doing his jigsaw friends. Puzzle. He asks his wife, who's an alcoholic who runs a nightclub. Um, but she refused to talk to him. Typical. In 1871. Wow. We're really going back in time. 1871, after a gold mine is discovered on her property, Kane's mother, Mary Kane, sends Charles away to live with Thatcher so he would be pro- properly edu- uh, educated. Oh, this it's is also like implied- the story of Chester. Yeah. It's also implied that Kane's father could be violent towards his son. And that's another reason she wants to send him away. While Thatcher and Charles' parents discuss arrangements, the young Kane plays happily with a sled in the snow outside his parents' boarding house. All right. So we see the sled in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the boy strikes Thatcher with his sled and tries to run away. So he hits oh. his dad, I guess. No, Thatcher's no, not, not his dad. Who's Thatcher? Uh, Thatcher, you skipped the part. Uh, Thompson goes to the, uh, the private archive of oh, the late it's a, it's banker, a rich guy. Walter Parks Thatcher. Uh, and Thatcher, uh, I don't think Thatcher's the dad. No, he's a rich guy. Yeah. Um, so he hits the rich guy with his sled. Yeah. Years later, after gaining full control over his trust fund at 25, Kane uh, enters the newspaper business and embarks on a career of yellow journalism. Do you know what that is? It has a a blue highlight. Mm. It's it- like uh, it's like fake news. He was a fake news guy. Oh, we don't like that. He inv- Maybe that's why this is such a famous movie. He invented fake news. Mm-hmm. So he takes control of the New York Inquirer and starts publishing scandalous articles that attach Thatcher's business interests. After the stock market crash in 29, he had to uh, sell controlling interest of his newspaper to Thatcher. Ah, so the guy he hates, he had to sell it to. Mm-hmm. You want to you start reading here? Okay. Uh, back in the present, Thompson interviews Kane's personal business manager, Mr. Bernstein. Bernstein recalls how Kane hired the best journalists available to build the Inquirer's circulation. Kane rose to power by successfully manipulating public opinion regarding the Spanish-American War and marrying Emily Norton, the niece of the President of the United States. Mm. Emily Norton as a fake president. Yeah. Uh, and I think, we get, I think we get the gist of this. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Back in the present, uh, Susan now consents to an interview with Thompson and recalls her failed opera career. Boy, I mean, how many different tangents is this going on? Kane yeah. finally allows her to abandon her singing career after she attempts suicide. What a, what a After years spent dominated by Kane and living in isolation at Xanadu, Susan leaves Kane. Kane's butler, Raymond, recounts that after Susan leaves him, Kane begins violently destroying the contents of her bedroom. He suddenly calms down uh, when he sees the snow globe and says, Rosebud. He sounds like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it's his pacifier, this Rosebud. Yeah. So uh, very highly acclaimed. Citizen yeah. Kane. I think yeah. we should throw it in the furnace like his workers are doing with the sled. It's weird. The movie ends. I don't know if you saw this. The end of the film, it's before the credit says most of the principal actors in Citizen Kane are new to motion pictures and then we're mm-hmm. going to introduce them. That's like a weird thing, right? For yeah. movies. It's like these guys didn't know to act. So please take it easy on them. Maybe that's why this movie is so popular. Like people were just being kind to these new yeah. uh, actors. Did so any of them become anything? Mm, well, Orson Welles. 
Well, didn't he make, isn't he the director? I guess so. Uh, And then I don't recognize any of the other names, but doesn't mean they didn't have uh, great careers. We just don't know who they are. Uh, Agnes Moorhead, I feel like is famous. She's in this. She's Kane's mother. Erskine Sanford? Don't know her. I think it's a him. Either way, Akiva, the movie was re-released in 1991, 50-year anniversary. How much did it make at the box office? In black and white, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't add color like they did. No to, color. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, I'm going to say 2.3 million. Uh, that, that, close. 1.6 million. Oof. Oh, so people were not interested in seeing a black and white, uh, boring movie in the uh, in the theater. Okay. Shocking. All right. Let's. It's available on Blu-ray now. Okay. Uh, all right. Akiva, should we talk about movie number two? Yeah, where should we go next? Gone with the Wind. All right, I have a lot of takes on Gone with the Wind. I've okay. never well, seen it. Well, I, let, I let, me like here. I, let, well, let me set up what's happening yeah. here. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like this is just one big, long breakup where yeah. that, uh, we have uh, Scarlet and Rhett. Rhett's leaving and Scarlet's like, no, don't, don't leave. Uh, she's crying. I'm sorry. I love you. And he's like, uh, I'm out of here. And yeah, she's just chasing him around. She's just like, no, don't leave me. Uh, And he's like, nope, sorry. I'm leaving. Very, very cold. Very unemotional. And uh, she's left very distressed when he walks out of the house. Well, she drops, he drops like a very, the one line I know from this movie that's super famous. Yes. Right. Which which one? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And then he leaves. Yes. Uh, She's, she asks him uh, like, uh, where shall I go? What should I do? And he tells her. Uh, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And then she's uh, left still thinking about this at the end. And she's uh, trying to win him back. And she says, tomorrow, tomorrow's another day. That's the other uh, famous line here. I'm very confused because I, for, I thought this was a Civil War movie. So fine. He, I guess, probably went to fight in the Civil War. This is my guess. And he comes back and he's, get, he's changed by war. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then she wants that relationship, but he's a new man. He's seen... People die and he just can't live in this place anymore. And he's got to go to wherever he's going. I don't know. I, I thought that they're talking about um, either like a pet. Like they're talking about the, they lost something. It was different when they had this other thing. And then Could that be a thing. Kid? Did they lose a kid? And like not. a lot of couples break not. up if they lose a kid. Yeah. I yeah. hope not also. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And he's like, well, it would have been different if this if this thing was here, but it's not. So uh, that's it. I'm out of here. Very cold. Very cold. He's oh, so. First of all, this movie was lit by the same guy who lit the uh, third episode of Game of Thrones this season. <laughs> too dark. It's very dark. It's too dark this season. Well, this is a colorized version that we were seeing. Oh, okay, but they still should have filmed this in the daytime, maybe. So he walks out. He seems like the world's biggest douche. Like was she? Yeah. I- unless she is an awful character in the movie, I think like, she's kind of can, a brat. She's a brat, so she deserves it. Like I don't think she, oh, she's a brat. Oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> well, let me but, ask you a question. Yeah. In, if, if, or does the movie want us to think he's the good guy or she's the good guy or nobody's a good guy or they're both good? Like, that's what I want to know. So I think that in the 1939 audiences, I, I think that they're saying like, ah, oh, good. She's getting her comeuppance here. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, a modern audience would, uh, would, would not be sympathetic to Mr. Uh, Mr. Rhett. I mean, imagine you had an argument with your wife. And then you're leaving the house for the day and you say, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Like your stuff is going to be, you know, in the in the freaking backyard or mm-hmm. like in the in the furnace when you get back. Yeah. Rosebud. I, yeah. You're going to get rosebudded. Your your childhood sled is going to be gone. Uh, so it's did she cheat on him, maybe? And that's why, like, he is the. Oh, like, I they doubt want it. Us, 
You don't think she cheated? They no. didn't, there was no cheating back then? I, I, I think there was cheating, but I don't think. This when do you think cheating, cheating started? Um, I think. Uh, Who was the first cheater? I think, you know, I think there was a lot of cheating going on for, for a long time. I don't think that this started in uh, Civil War times. OK, pre-Civil War, maybe a revolutionary war. They started with cheating. I don't like it, there has I to mean, be a reason. Thou shalt not covet uh, thy neighbor's wife is in the Ten Commandments. I think that sure, there was, but then people listened to that and nobody coveted for a while. Uh, I don't like, think oh, people they, were listening. So you don't think people listen? They heard it straight from God. And then they're like, no, no, no. You're the Bible expert. Coveting. There was no cheating happening in the Bible. I'm sure someone cheated somewhere. Yeah. You don't have any Old Testament cheating stories? Well, also, they had a bunch of wives back then also. You yeah. Know? So. Get multiple wives. I don't know if that helps cheating. Probably not. But. Mm-hmm. So he's um, leaving. He's going to Charleston. She's like hearing voices at the end. Yeah, right? she's like, Tara, Tara, Tara. Um, she's uh, th- she's like comes up with pet? a plan. She's a thing. She's going to win him back. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. He's no, gone. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Th- Is there a sequel to Gone with the Wind? Gone with the Wind 2 or Goner with the Wind? Mm, gone with Gone Again with the Wind. Gone Girl. Gone that's, not, that's not the sequel to this. Gone, right? gone, gone Girl is not the sequel. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a sequel. Also, can I one big complaint about these movies from the late 30s, early 40s? People back then must have been extremely stupid because they have to tell you when the movie's over, they have to flash on the screen. The end. The end in big letters. Both these movies have it. It's like, yeah, we get it. They're like people would just sit in the theater for weeks if they didn't flash the end on it. Uh, I I don't know. This is a much better time than that for many reasons. But (laughs) I I just think people were really dumb. And like they, they thought this was a good movie, first of all. I want to know why I'm actually very curious of all these movies we did. I want to Google and and find out like what what she did to deserve this like bad ending where he just slams the door in her face and says, I don't give a damn. All right. Well, let's look it up. Let's yeah, I don't think he cheated. You don't think he cheated. But like also her. What do you think of her acting? I'm not. I wasn't impressed was, with either of these actors. Bad acting. Yeah. She's like crying, but it's very much like first day of acting class. How they tell you to cry. Mm-hmm. It's not so impressive. This guy is very wooden. He's like reading his lines like Lindsay Lohan style off like the off the teleprompter on SNL, you know? OK. All right. All right. Let's Google uh, this. Maybe we could get our answers. People, all right. People really think we're Boy, there's right part now. one and part two. It's a long movie. Did we just watch the end of part one? Is that what happened? No, I think we watched the end of part two, but uh, I think that. Oh, they overall, probably had an intermission in movie. And I bet they had the right intermission on the screen or else yeah. the dummies in the audience wouldn't have known. 221 minutes. That's long. I mean, I guess they had nothing yeah. else Holy to do back moly. then. They had yeah. nothing else to do. So, like, that's fine. The movie could have been 10 hours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a long time. How many hours? That's, what is that? I mean, that's... Uh, three and a half hours. I mean, it's over... Th- what is it? We're going on four hours almost? Yeah, it's three and a half. Two, four hours if you include the overture, intermission, and tracty. I don't know what that is. It get out of here with this. Get, get out of music. here. All right. Gone, yeah. gone with the wind. All right. Uh, you want part one or part two? Uh, let's rip through part one. Okay. But does that mean I'm doing it or you're doing it? You're doing it. You're a good okay. reader. Okay. All right. On the eve of the American Civil War in 1861, Scarlett O'Hara lives at Tara. Her family. Was every house named back then? When we, if we stay well, in Airbnb in Minnesota, we have to name it, okay? Yeah, I think that's a, a lot of plantations have names. I don't know if you want to. Uh, but I don't no, know but, it's, in, but it's in poor taste. Do in, in, uh, in, uh, in Citizen Kane also. I, I, thought I think every house just had a name back then. Xanadu was the name of the house? Yeah, I think it was like the name because it's such a big house. They named it. OK, uh, Scarlett. She lives with her parents and two sisters and they have many slaves. 
Uh, Scarlet, that's point that we're docking her points for that. We yeah, don't like definitely we, docking points. We don't like that. Scarlet learns that Ashley Wilkes, whom she secretly loves, is, Ashley's a guy. Yeah, George Ashley Wilkes. I'm clicking. Oh, okay, on. okay. Ashley yeah. Wilkes. We should have suggested that. What do you think? Um, uh, 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 Craig and Katie would. Uh, Corey and Katie. Maybe it's ready for about. a comeback. Ashley. Ashley. Uh, Ashley. Ashley that that mm-hmm. could be a good, good name. Uh, yeah. She secretly loves is going to be married to her cousin, Melanie. His cousin. And, uh, her cousin. It was cousin. a different time back then. Yeah. Be married to his cousin, it says. Uh, cousin marriage. He is to be married to, oh, to his cousin. Sorry. Yeah. And, and the engagement is to be announced the next day at a barbecue at Ashley's home, mm-hmm. uh, the plantation 12 Oaks. At the 12 Oaks party, Scarlett privately declares her feelings for Ashley, but he rebuffs her, saying that he and Melanie are more compatible, obviously, because since they're cousins. Uh, Scarlett is incensed <laughs> when she discovers that another guest, Rhett Butler, had overheard the conversation. The barbecue uh, is disrupted. So far, we could agree she sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Okay. The barbecue is disrupted by the declaration of war, and the men rush to enlist. And as Scarlett watches Ashley kiss Melanie goodbye, Melanie's younger brother, Charles, proposes to her. And although she wow. does not love him, barbecue wait. is lit. No pun yeah. intended. I, I guess it's like, hey, oh, we're all going to war. Quick, uh, pr- engage, propose to somebody. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, Scarlett ends up being widowed when Charles dies from a bout of pneumonia and measles. Uh, please uh, get vaccinated yeah. mm-hmm. uh, while serving in the Confederate Army. Wait, wait, they're the Confederates? Yeah. Jeez. I, I mean, okay. did you miss the part about the plantation no, with I, slaves? I, I guess I got that. Yeah, that makes sense. I uh, oh, please is everyone so everyone here is in the is is uh, is uh, yeah in the Confederate Army. I, uh, well, I guess not the movie in takes the place Army. in the South, right? Yeah. Scarlett's mother sends her to the Hamilton home in Atlanta to cheer her up. Although her the O'Hara's outspoken house uh, slave Mammy tells Scarlett she knows she's going there only to wait for Ash's return. Uh, Scarlett who should not attend a party while in mourning, attends a charity bazaar in Atlanta where Melanie again meets Rhett, who's now a blockade runner in the Confederacy. What's a blockade runner? Is that like a sprinter? Uh, it's a, it's a met- uh, merchant vessel used for evading a naval ah, blockade. So he, okay. was in the, he was in the Confederate Navy. I was like, okay, well, he's an athlete. Yeah, no, no athlete. Okay, and they're celebrating a Confederate victory to raise money for the Confederate war effort. The gentlemen are invited to bid for ladies to dance with them and Rhett makes an inordinately large bid for Scarlet to the disapproval of the guests, and she agrees to dance with him. Mm-hmm. Now, the tide of war is turning against the Confederacy after yes. the Battle of Gettysburg, and many of the men of Scarlet's town are killed. Scarlet makes another unsuccessful appeal to Ashley while he is uh, visiting on Christmas furlough, although they share a private and passionate kiss in the parlor on Christmas Day just before he returns to war. I mean, Scarlet, uh, look, the men are dying out here. No time for mm-hmm. love. Yeah. So Ashley, the cousin lover, she's a, she likes the cousin lover right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Eight months later, as the city is besieged by the Union Army, Scarlet and her young house slave Prissy must deliver Melanie's baby without medical assistance. And she goes into premature labor. Afterwards, Scarlet calls upon Rhett to take her to Tara with Melanie, her baby, and Prissy. He collects them in a horse wagon, but once they're out of the city, they choose to go off to fight, leaving Scarlet and the group to make their own way back to Tara. And upon going home, Scarlet finds Tara deserted, except for her father, her sisters, two former slaves, Mammy and Pork. 
Scarlett learns that her mother has died of typhoid fever and her father has become incompetent. With Tara pillaged by Union troops in the fields unintended, Scarlett vows that she will do anything for the survival of her family and herself. Are you following this? So far, I know Mammy uh, Hattie McDaniel won uh, Best Actress because someone wrote in and said that uh, the whole story about how uh, for portraying a slave, she won uh, Best Supporting Actress. Best Actress was won by Scarlett. Um, But she wasn't allowed at the premiere, although she was allowed to give her speech when she won the Oscar. Okay. I think the first African-American Academy Award winner, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. All right. So. Part two. Part two. As the O'Hara's work in the cotton field, Scarlett's father is killed when he's thrown from a horse in an attempt to chase away a scalawag on the land. With the defeat of the Confederacy, Ashley also returns, but he is of little help at Tara. When Scarlett begs him to run away with her, he confesses his desire for her and they kiss passionately, but he says he can't leave Melanie. That's the cousin. Unable to pay taxes on Tara implemented by the reconstructionists, Scarlett dupes her younger sister's sullen's fiance, the middle-aged and wealthy owner, a mill owner, Frank Kennedy, into marrying her by saying that uh, Sue Ellen got tired of waiting and married another suitor. So so who'd she trick into marrying? Some guy. Some guy. Wealthy Frank Her younger sister's fiance, though. Yeah. So Frank, Ashley, and Rhett and several other accomplices make a night raid on a shanty town after Scarlett is attacked while driving through it alone, resulting in Frank's death. When Frank's funeral so husband just died, okay, is over, Rhett proposes to Scarlett and she accepts. They have a daughter whom Rhett names Bonnie Blue, but Scarlett's still pining for Ashley and chagrined at the perceived ruin of her figure, lets Rhett know that she wants no more children and that they will no longer share a bed. Mm-hmm. Now, she's not married with to him, though, right? She, her husband just died. Well, yeah, she, but she, that they're engaged. Okay, and fine. And they have a daughter. I don't know if this is anything at a wedding. One day at Frank's Mill, Scarlett and Ashley are seen embracing Ashley's sister, India, and... Uh, harboring an intense dislike of Scarlet, she uh, eagerly spreads rumors. Later that evening, Rhett heard the rumors, forces Scarlet to attend a birthday party for Ashley. Incapable of believing anything bad about her, Melanie stands by Scarlet's side so that all know that he believes the gossip to be false. After returning home from the party, Scarlet finds Rhett downstairs drunk and they argue about Ashley. Rhett kisses Scarlet against her will, stating his intent to have sex with her that night and carries a struggling Scarlet to the bedroom. Oh, this and, guy sucks. Yeah. Boy, this whole movie, uh, I got big problems with everything that goes on in this movie. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't is like, there, is, I don't like these it. People are likable. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I blame Shut Up Tim. Mm-hmm. The next day, Rhett apologizes for his behavior, offers Scarlet divorce. She rejects as it would be a disgrace. When did they get married? I, I don't know. I don't know. It must have been it during the intermission. wasn't even in the Wikipedia page. When Rhett returns from an extended trip to London, Scarlett informs him that she's pregnant, but an argument ensues, which results in her falling down the stairs and suffering a miscarriage. What the hell? As she's sucks. recovering, tragedy strikes uh, when Bonnie dies while attempting to jump a fence with her pony. Wait, are we supposed to pretend that we know who Bonnie is? I from think Bonnie like, was the kid. T- oh, boy. Yeah. Scarlett and Rhett visit Melanie, show. who suffered complications arising from her new pregnancy on her deathbed. As Scarlett consult Ashley, 
Rhett prepares to leave for Atlanta, having realized that it was he she truly loved all along and not Ashley. Uh, Scarlet pleads with Rhett to stay, but Rhett rebuffs her and walks away into the morning fog, leaving her in tears on the staircase, vowing to one day win back his love. Okay. All right. Are we ready to talk about Britney Spears movie? This is upsetting. Yeah. This movie's trash. No offense. <laughs> it's n- uh, not good. Yeah. All right. All right. Who are you rooting for there? I don't know. Of the main characters. I mean, come on. I don't know. I'm uh, shook. Yeah, so Britney Spears I- I'm shook. Us. I'm shook. I know. That was a lot. I-, I thought that was like a happy-go-lucky story. This is what's happening. They're throwing pregnant women down the stairs. Mm. Jeez. All right. Should we, should we move on to the wheel spin? No, let's quickly okay. do the the let's quickly do these right. two movies because Shut Up Tim made a massive blunder here, <laughs> huge blunder. Yeah. I actually so We're okay. So we're talking about the Tim. two serious movies, and so far, uh, mm-hmm. it, it potentially maybe what could save this is the bad the bad movies. Maybe the bad movies. Right. Maybe it wasn't so a good bad, idea to yeah. look at the last four minutes of famous great movies mm-hmm. or or not so great movies. Uh, but maybe it was the the idea should have been to look at the last four minutes of bad movies. But the problem with that is we we look at full all the minutes of bad movies on a separate uh, sort of part of the podcast, right? Mm. Okay. So. All right. Crossroads. Britney yeah, Spears. So the Britney movie. Spears vehicle. I think it's really the only movie she ever did. Like the only movie she ever starred in, right? Mm. I believe so. This was. I mean, Britney Spears really comes to prominence. I think in like 1998. Uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time, uh, the breakout single for Britney Spears. And then by 2002, she gets her own full-length motion picture. Um, Yeah, so I didn't see at the time. Were you ever a big Britney guy? I mean, I don't know if I was a big Britney guy, but uh, she was, you know, everywhere in 1998. And then in 2000 with the uh, big follow-up, Oops, I Did It Again. Mm-hmm. She's all over TRL and MTV at the time. She's uh, all over the radio, Rolling Stone magazine, everywhere. Yeah. So um, this there's very little to to the last four minutes of this movie. I will say I did pick this movie from, yes. of the bad movies. Yes. Uh, Shut up, Tim. Pick the other three. So we see we we start off seeing she's she runs and kisses some dude. Right. She's with a group of people. She sees a dude. She goes to kiss him. Mm hmm. Then the wild part to me is that while she's kissing him, her music is playing over it. Right. Like, right. that's a little distracting, right? Like, we're literally watching Britney Spears playing a different character. I don't think she's playing a character named Britney Spears. Kiss a dude. And then we're hearing the character. Oh, that was the weird. That, uh, well, what about her dad watching along, Dan Aykroyd? That's her dad in the movie. He's I'm watching guessing, her make out. I'm, I'm guessing that's her dad. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have Dan Aykroyd there to be like uh, her friend's dad. Right. By the way, this movie has a 3.4 on IMDb. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Um, I- yeah, he's like, it's so fine. The dad is watching. Her music is playing. That's got to be the only time in movie history that's happened where the leads, the lead actress also like has all of the, you know, like all, is the whole soundtrack just Britney songs? Yeah, I think so. Sure. I mean. You, you think that that's uh, that uncommon? I feel like, uh, I mean, you ever seen a movie with Madonna in it? I guess that's true. The other stars of this movie, Anson Mount. Yeah. Uh, still waiting for his big breakout. Uh, Zoe Saldana, um, Taryn Manning, Kim Cattrall, and Dan Aykroyd, which must be the parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, people compared it to Glitter, the previous year, uh, Mariah Carey's movie. But this movie made money. 
Yeah. I'm surprised Britney didn't do more movies. I guess she didn't need it. Uh, the Her young Britney, Britney plays Lucy Wagner. And young Lucy Wagner, do you want to guess who played uh, Britney's younger self? Uh, her, uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler. Uh, Jamie Lynn Spears. <laughs> Jamie uh, Lynn Sigler was uh, uh, the Sopranos. Yeah. The, the daughter from The Sopranos. Yeah, but yeah. that's a good guess. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so then, then the, how does the movie end? So she just goes into a like American sort of Idol-esque audition. audition. It's not a TV show, but not on a TV show. It's just a bunch of like record execs in a room. She sings a song, but it's her song in real life. Not yet a girl, not yet a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is probably like I bet she still sings that at concerts. Yeah, and like she's thirty-seven, so it's a weird song. I'm going to assume she considers herself a woman at this point. Yeah, probably. Um, uh, you know, she was 18. She was eight. she's got like a bunch of kids, right? She was 18 when she wrote it, but she mm-hmm. probably still sings that song. Um, I didn't realize Britney Spears was a real name. I always assumed she had like a stage name. That's not a bad uh, name for a, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so she sings it and then and she I guess she gets the part. She gets like a standing ovation from the record executive. Yeah. Was the guy that she uh, made out with? He was the drummer. I, he was either the drummer or there was another guy who was like clapping in the background. I'm not sure. There was a bunch of like people were very excited by this audition. It was maybe the greatest audition in history. Yeah. And so then we end up going right from the audition to we have these three girls on the beach. I guess there must have been some sort of a time capsule element mm-hmm. of it. And I Probably guess it, like the first scene in the movie. Right. They, and they, they, they buried a time, a time capsule. capsule. They, op- they opened mm-hmm. it up. And I'm getting guessing from the title, they're at a crossroads in their life, and they and ah, you think that's what it is? I think, they're the, at crossroads I think in their so. Life. I think so. And then we uh, see them talk about how uh, this time they didn't make any wishes for the future. They just put stuff in the box and they buried it and ran around on the beach. Akiva, n- no chance that this thing did not get washed. They're burying it like 15 feet from Way the, too close. The, the, yeah. the, the yeah, They can go back next week. It's going to be gone. It's gone already. It's gone already. Yeah. Very bad place to bury a time capsule. Yeah. Uh, and so who are the friends? I guess Zoe Saldana and Taryn Manning are probably the... It's just the girls. It ends with the girls, not the boys she made out with two minutes ago. Right, right. So uh, there are yeah. I mean, who who's to, we, we have no way to guess what happened in the middle part of the movie. I mean, I think that we, we I think we've nailed the opening in the end. And then there's mm-hmm. no there's nothing here to, you know, guide us down this crossroads. Do th- well, let's make a few guesses. OK. Yeah. Do you think there was like two boys she had to choose between? And this no. is showing her choosing the boy thing. You don't no, think so? I don't think there was a second guy. I think there was just one what guy. What do you think the what do you think um, sort of? the obstacle that she has to overcome in this movie is small town girl wants to make it big in music. People mm-hmm. doubt her. She ends up going out on her own against mm-hmm. the advice of many other figures in her life. Not sure whether Dan Aykroyd says uh, you can do it or I don't believe in you, but ultimately she perseveres like, I have no idea what the other girls were doing. The, the other two friends, I have no idea. But I'm pretty sure that this is going to be Britney's story. Yeah, I, I would assume that it's not like a three-way, like a three-headed monster. I think it's Britney and they're just supporting characters. No, so I bet they we, had their own, uh, like, B-stories. B-stories, you think so? Yeah. Should we check the plot of this movie? Sure, let's, why, why not? Why not? All right, so Lucy, Kid, and Mimi, and we're right, that's Zoe down and Taryn Manning, are friends in a small Georgia town. As children, they bury a wish box, vowing to dig it up on their high school graduation. Should we, uh, Rob Nikita, make a wish box? What would you want to put in the wish box? I, I, I'm saying, should that be on the wheel? 
I feel like all these boxes that you did when you're in the elementary school and stuff, like, I feel like that's over. No, it's not over. We got a you lot. It's not over. Yeah, my my kids They're are building popular. leprechaun traps. Uh, there's a lot of boxes being built. Leprechaun traps. Yeah. What? Well, okay. Uh, so they bury the wish box and they they pledge to stay best friends. Growing up, their friendship fades. Lucy, that's Britney Spears, becomes the introverted valedictorian. Uh, Kit becomes the most popular girl in school, and Mimi becomes an outcast from a trailer park facing teenage pregnancy. Ooh. I assume that means she is a pregnant teen. What is facing it? <laughs> Yeah. Like she's at risk for teen pregnancy. High risk. On the night of graduation, they reunite to open the wish box, remembering their old wishes. Mimi wanted to travel to California. That's a pretty like dream, a little bigger, Mimi. Um, Lucy wanted to find her mother. Okay, that's much bigger. That's Britney Spears. And Kit wanted to get married. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're Zoe Saldana. You'll probably have a good chance if you really want to get married. Kit and Lucy uh, try to convince Mimi, who's five months pregnant, not to go to L.A. to audition for a record company. However, the next morning, they decide to go to L.A. together. Mimi for the audition, Kit to visit her fiancé, mm-hmm. and uh, Lucy to find her mother in Tucson, Arizona. Why are they going to L.A. if she's got to go to Tucson, Wait, Arizona? Uh, okay. Brittany, is, Brittany, Lucy. Is, Brittany Lucy. is Lucy. Yeah. Uh, she wants to find her mom. Okay. Yeah. So they set out in a yellow 1973 Buick Skylark with Anson Mount. That's Ben. Okay. Lucy leaves that permission from her parents, her overbearing dad, Dan Aykroyd. The car breaks down. They sing karaoke for tips. That's their big money-making idea. They make tips. Mimi gets stage fright and is unable to sing. Lucy takes her place and is a hit. So Mimi is the one who wanted to become a star. But then Lucy, I guess, uh, is a good she singer. Stole her dream. She makes so much money in karaoke because that's what happens at karaoke. You get tips if you're really good. They made enough money to go to California. They go to a hotel and Kit tells her friends a rumor that Ben had been released from jail after killing someone. Uneasy for most of the journey, they finally confront Ben, who reveals that he was in jail for driving his stepsister across state borders without parental consent because the stepdad was abusing her. Is that a jailable offense? I guess you know it's a real. I, I feel kid. like that most movies are not happy stories. I know. Yeah. Well, maybe Mama Mia is happy, but we'll never know. Lucy <laughs> and Ben grow close, especially after she reads them a poem she wrote. They have their first honest conversation. Lucy reveals that her mother and father left her when she was a kid. She wants to find her mom. Kit was fat as a child and has an overbearing mother to send her to fat camp. But now she can't stand that her daughter is more beautiful than her. That That's kind of lame. And then Mimi reveals that her baby's father is not her ex-boyfriend, but a man who raped her at a party. And she's planning oh to put the baby up for adoption. Yeah. This is a Britney Spears movie? <laughs> I figured this would be like very Mickey Mouse clubish. In Tucson, Lucy founds her mother, Caroline, who's unhappy to see her and is remarried with two young sons. Caroline reveals that Lucy was an unintended pregnancy. She wants nothing to do with her. Lucy leaves heartbroken. The motel, Ben confronts Lucy and impresses her. Oh, Comforts. Yeah, Comforts wouldn't have worked here. Comforts Lucy and impresses her by writing uh, music to her poem. Lucy rejoins the others and they reach L.A. where Kit brings my, uh, Mimi to surprise her fiance, Dylan. Yeah. All Alone right. together in the hotel, Lucy gives her virginity to Ben. That's a weird oh, way boy. to explain that. And they fall in love. Uh, so Britney Spears, uh, not not yet a girl, not yet a woman. Kit and Mimi uh, arrive at Dylan's apartment to find he's ch- cheating on Kit. Do you remember who Kit was? <laughs> No, <laughs> she reveal she realizes it was Dylan who raped Mimi and punches him. Running away, Mimi falls down the stairs and loses her baby. Oh what boy, what? <laughs> is this, this a is theme? Such a theme. Get Maybe out of here! What? We, we, all right, listen. I want to talk to the listeners. I want to talk to the listeners. Yes. Okay. Yeah. In Minnesota, we will not do Final Four. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yes. That is not going to be it's our solemn vow. <laughs> that is not going to be an idea. What if the what if everyone insists on us do it? No. No, I'm going to I won't get on the plane. She keeps the baby. Lucy calls her father to take them back home. Kit and Mimi tell her she should have gone to the addition of Mimi's place. Lucy declines. You complained about Citizen Kane. Yeah. 
but realizes that everything that she has done to please her father instead of herself. Lucy tells her father to let her go and runs after Ben. They passionately kiss her. All right, this part we've seen already. She and the girls had to audition with Ben and receive a standing ovation. They all performed them. Not a girl, not yet a woman. I think they were the backups. Oh, they were the backup singers. The girls bury their wish box at the beach, as Rob said, uh, basically in the ocean. This time decided not to make any wishes for the future, but to focus on the present and their friendship. You should. It's it's very deep what she says. You should yeah. really play it so the yeah. listeners have an idea of uh, this. You know, brilliance coming out of uh, out of uh, Lucy slash Britney Spears. What did she say? Do you know who made the concept for? No, I'm saying. Do you want to play the last uh, um, like 20 seconds of Crossroads? Uh, I, I don't have it handy to be okay. able to. Uh, Do you know who made who, who who developed the idea for this movie? Who? Shonda Rhimes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, they can't all be winners. No, I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta learn from your mistakes. She wrote this movie. Yeah. All right, Akib, we have yeah. one other movie to talk about. Okay, so basically. Shut up, Tim. This was like one of his main ideas was talk about the movie Mamma Mia. Now, Shut Up, Tim works very hard. You'll remember even when it's a, an idea is not his, like the Rehapsler where we set Rob up listeners and on Kiva dates. are dead, not sounding that bad. Yeah. He he literally edited that whole thing except for famously one uh, one part of that show, the Missy part. He So he cut the last four minutes of each of these four movies and sent them to us. So he works very hard. He doesn't just give an idea. A lot of people just like give half an idea and then never follow up and wonder like, you know, how come it's still in the waiting room or something? Shut up, Tim makes a full go of it. However, he sent us the last four minutes of Mamma Mia. And what was playing as the four minutes started, Rob? The credits. Yeah. So I think he's confused what a movie is (laughs) because he's sending us not the last four minutes of the film, but after the film is over and they're singing a song, which makes sense. It's a musical. Right. And it's just the credits. There's no dialogue in this last four minutes. It's literally just characters. I'm assuming they are ostensibly characters from the film, Mm -hmm. but they're just singing an Abba song. Right. I don't know how we could talk about it. Like, what was he thinking? So I emailed, I DM'd him before and I said, hey, I think you sent us the wrong four minutes. And he's like, no, I thought about this a lot. And I decided that's part of the movie. So I'm like, first of all, I think like probably per like the guild rules, like there's a lot of unions involved in this stuff. Like, the movie is literally over when the credits are playing. That's mm-hmm. why the credits start playing. Otherwise, they wouldn't be playing the credits. They could flash them afterwards. Like this film is over. I've never seen a movie still going as like with the plot and the and the credits are like and they're already up to like the fourth gaffer. Yeah. So I don't know what we could talk about for Mamma Mia. <laughs> so I, I know a little bit of the plot of Mamma Mia. I, I know a, a little bit of it. But if, if I did not know uh, the the plot of Mamma Mia, I would think, oh, this is the ABBA biopic. Mm-hmm. And Meryl Streep and the other women are the people in ABBA. And this is them at their concert. And this is the yeah. concert of like that closes the movie of I've watched Mamma Mia is the story of ABBA coming up and then we see them perform in concert at the end of the movie. Now, can I make a confession that people probably would not expect? Okay. You're a big ABBA fan? No, I'm not. But I have seen Mamma Mia, the play. Right before it went to Broadway, they were doing previews in Toronto and I went with with summer camp. They took us to Mamma Mia. So I've seen this play in in the summer of 2000. Right. 19 years ago. Right. I don't remember the plot, but I've seen the whole play. I know all the songs. Um, but I don't like shut up, Tim. I, I like this makes no sense. 
we can't review this last four minutes because I'm sure something happened at the end of the movie that was not people singing a song. Like, do you remember what is the is it like nobody knows who the dad of some baby is? What's the point of Mamma Mia? Yeah, I think the girl doesn't know who her dad is. I think no, that there's don't, three don't potential. Tell me that she just falls down the stairs and becomes a move point, right? <laughs> no. Okay, she doesn't know who her father is, and that she's on the on on the hunt for the three guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's basic. That's basically it. Uh, you want any IMD bags uh, with the Mamma Mia cast? Yeah, we could do the Mamma Mia cast because I don't. The plot's not going to. I don't know. I don't know what else to do here. Yeah, let's uh, see who's in this movie. Uh, Amanda, this Amanda movie Seyfried. Do... Okay. Okay. She, I feel like she's on the downswing. I feel like the safe read era might be coming to a close. Yeah, she's done it a lot. She's worked a lot. Uh, Big Love was uh, a thing for her. But Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, I think he's the um, professor in Goodwill Hunting. I think that's one of his most famous roles. Right. Right. Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, I mean, this was definitely on the on on the downswing for him. Mm-hmm. Everything post Bond. Uh, what about Colin Firth? Uh, he had the King's Speech. But then yeah. uh, really since then. Uh, not a, I don't think any real, uh, you know, post King's speech, not doing uh, a ton. He's in a lot of sequels because I see Kingsman, the Golden Circle, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, Mary Poppins Bridget Returns. Bridget Jones, baby. Yeah. If you want, if you need someone for a sequel, you go to Firth. <laughs> and you want an original movie, you probably go to Keanu or somebody. Uh, so a decent <laughs> cast, uh, Meryl Streep, yeah. Christine Baranski. I'm supposed to like, I, I feel like that's like a person people know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Did this movie this movie made money though, right? It made a sequel. Yeah, that it had to have made money. Okay. Akiva. I mean, shut up, Tim. We'll blame shut up Tim. For this <laughs> we'll blame thing. shut up Tim. Are you anything else you want to say about uh the final four concept? I mean, maybe we could have picked different movies. I, I had a good time, you know, tearing apart uh listen, Gone with the Wind and Citizen Kane were too beloved, and now no one's gonna care about them anymore. We ended them. They are canceled. Both those movies are canceled. Yeah. I'm not sure if maybe more of the end would have helped. Perhaps maybe like like if it was final ten, first first ten maybe. Like maybe we see the what beginning about first four, last four. That would have made sense, right? I try to guess where where yeah. it went, but there yeah. there really. I mean, this the serious movies. There was nothing to joke about, uh, yeah. and uh, we just didn't get enough of the bad movies. So yeah. I, I feel like that this was. Uh, you know, not a lot we could do here. Listen, I'm sure this is everyone's favorite episode, so okay. can't complain. People All say right. you're only as good, Rob, as your last podcast episode. Go back and uh, listen to the last one. Yeah, so go back to the last one. Again. Okay. But listen, we're, we're playing with house money. Last week was such a hit that we, we get a stinker. Okay. Not that this was a stinker. This was great. Yes. All right. And Akiva, let's talk about the wheel. All right, Akiva. Sorry, everybody. No more movie talk. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Well, well, no more movie talk right now. But, uh, yeah. you know, we've got we got a bunch of movies on the Get wheel. The sequel we mechanism right ready. OK. Yeah. All right. And then and then uh, call in Keanu Reeves. All right. So let's welcome no, in Firth for the sequel. Firth. Yeah, freaking Firth for this. Okay. All right. Let's bring in our guest here to talk about the mailbag this week. Akiva, uh, do you want to uh, give us any setup for our guest today? No, our guest is a a regular listener to the podcast who wrote in once and told a story. um, 
And I believe we mentioned the story on air, but yes. then she followed up with it with a tweet this week that went a little viral. So maybe she could explain it better than I can. Okay. Uh, please welcome in Claire. Claire, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, I feel like a bit of a fraud for not calling in from like a, a treadmill or something, since that is my whole thing is that uh, I'm a runner, but um, I'm motionless and seated and super happy to be here. Okay. All right. So, Claire, can you uh, give us your uh, big Robin Akivanita podcast story? Yeah, well, um, I've been a big RHAP listener since sometime in 2015. And I do also happen to be a fairly serious runner. So I do usually like anywhere from 35 to 45 miles per week, depending on like wow. if I'm, I'm tra- training for a big race or whatever. Um, so, it's you only know, 35 maybe- to 45 more than me and Rob combined. That's pretty good. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, good. Uh, so yeah, it, it can get a little, you know, you need something to take your mind off it. So, um, with regards to, uh, Renap, my Renap Odyssey specifically, um, I hadn't been like a, an OG Seinfeld listener, but I'd heard Akiva on some of the, uh, the survivor podcasts and whatever, but there was one day, um, last summer that I was, um, in a bit of a rut with my training. I've been having some health issues and we were having like a really hot summer here uh not not just canada hot but like actually really hot and so it was not too pleasant to go out every day so i was like you know what i need i need to mix it up i need a new podcast i need something fresh to listen to so um the podcast in question happened to be robin akiva need a podcast episode number three music videos oh and, uh, boy <laughs> <laughs> but you know believe it or not i actually i loved it and um mm. so after that um I sort of started making it my my tradition. I would hoard the new episodes and just listen to them on. Uh, I usually do one like longer run per week. That's at least an hour, sometimes as much as two, two and a half. So that does get fairly boring sometimes. So I would just save the episodes since they tend to be nice and long and um, would listen to them while I was doing my long runs. And it turned into this this great tradition, like basically every episode that you put out since then, I could tell you not. Uh, what my route was, like how many miles I did that day. And wow. even like, oh yeah, this is like, I remember being at this intersection when you guys were talking about like eggs in the stand tournament. That's or whatever, a weird but- thing about podcasts, right? I could do that sometimes also where I could tell you exactly where I was. Like I remember uh, Rob had like a Thanksgiving episode like five years ago and I could tell you like where I was sitting on a bus. Just that, and just off the top of my head when you mentioned that, like when I listened to yeah. that episode. Yeah, it's so funny. It gets like burned into my memory for like every episode. Um, but yeah, it just became this this great tradition that I'd have on my long runs, you know, whether I was, uh, you know, setting a personal record or, or getting hit by a car, just do it all with Renap. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wait, so you got hit by so you got hit by the car listening to the music videos episode. Uh, no, no. Thankfully, the music videos episode was the one that I, I came what in a on. What way then, to go, Rob. Okay. <laughs> which one? Okay. So which one did you get hit by the car on? So it was um, it was actually the, the Wizarding World of Rob and Akiva. Oh, and, uh, another okay. shut up Tim idea. Mm. Oh, yeah. He's uh, I'm, I have some synergy going on with, with shut up Tim, I guess. <laughs> but um, it was yeah, it was into the it was a long route. So I had it was into the mailbag segment by that point, And I remember it precisely that you guys were talking about um some some guy had written in to say oh you guys should do the longest podcast ever and you were discussing the logistics of how that would work and how you would have to like have you'd have to tap out and have other people like tag in and see how many hours you could Mm -hmm. go for not a bad idea i feel like we should come back to that at some point Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah maybe maybe revisit that one uh 
have, have a whole tag team. But anyway, yeah, so we were go- going through that idea and I was, I was just running along, you know, enjoying myself, enjoying the podcast. And I was going through an intersection, a, a fairly large intersection. And I did have, you know, I, I tend to be fairly cautious. So I check, you know, I have the green light, you know, there's, I can see, okay, fairly certain I should be able to go through this intersection without, you know, anything untoward happening. And I, I'm starting to run through. And then I suddenly feel this like full body pressure, like slam into me from my right side. And it was a guy who was turning left into the intersection who just didn't see me and just basically drove right into me. So I sort of flew up and like hit his windshield. I actually cracked his windshield with oh my, my right God. elbow. Or, um, I got, and then my whole side of the body basically had full impact with his car. But then of course, I also sort of slid off the car and landed in the street. So I got some additional nice, fun scrapes and bruises and bleeding from that. And I think anybody who has had like those sort of crazy accidents or near death experiences can relate that the first thing that you think of, you know, when, when it's over is often like really stupid. And in my case it was, Oh, Oh, I have to, I have to pause the podcast, you know? Um, (laughs) But I did sort of quickly move on from that. And I sort of, pick myself up and I'm, you know, standing in the street and the guy gets out of his car and we're both, you know, totally in shock. And he's saying, he's saying, you know, Oh my God, like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm, I think I'm okay. Like I I appear to have stood up, although I don't really recall the actual act of standing up. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, like dusting myself off and whatever. And yeah. And, uh, I'm very fortunate in the way just sort of the, the physics of it panned out that I wasn't, you know, more seriously injured. Like I did have to take some time away from, from training, but, um, yeah, that was, that was my whole, uh, my whole journey with that particular episode. Wow. Crazy. What what house were you? Um, (laughs) I am a Gryffindor. Gryffindor. So I guess that's a, yeah, good, good synergy there too, because they're, they're supposed to be brave. And I guess it's not especially brave to get hit by a car, but, um, it is. Uh, I was doing something, something pretty ambitious at the time, and ended up uh, not ending so well for me. But yeah, yeah, just so Gryffindor so, thing to do, I guess. Yes, Rob Claire tweeted last week. She said, "Hey, uh, you know, I was listening to RNAP when I hit it by a car, and then uh, you know, a few months later, I'm, I I PR'd a half marathon, if I'm not mistaken. Also listening, so it's good luck for me or bad luck or whatever. And she got a few hundred likes. So I should we make a rule?" That if you tweet about us, but in a nice way, you can't be like, Robin and Akiva suck. Everyone, you know, retweet if you agree, like if you agree also. Like if it's then you automatically get the you get to be on the mailbag. If you get like a viral tweet about us. I think that's be real viral. I, I think like that this 500 is a da- plus likes. Dangerous precedent. Yeah. I feel 500 likes, I feel like is, uh, you know, it's not mm-hmm. automatic, but it could probably help you. Yeah. So anyway, it'll help. Claire, we're we're happier here, both literally alive and also here with us today. Uh, I thought it'd be fun to have you on the mailbag after that tweet. We figured we don't really know you, right, Rob? I don't think you've ever spoken to Claire before. I've never spoken to Claire no, before. No, I, I don't think so, right, Claire? Uh, no, I did call in for the uh, total idea request. Oh, line, okay. What was your that, idea that you uh, that you? Oh well, you you did you you kind of rejected it. You didn't like super hardcore reject it, but mostly it was just that. I thought it was a decent idea, but mostly I had just come up with the name uh, Robin and Kiva are getting played. Are getting I, really, played. Yeah. I, I really wanted okay. an excuse to say that, but it was going to be that I would put together like a dossier about different like famous scams and con artists. Okay. And then get you no, I think we just said that it, it was idea. similar to the Eric Stein idea, right? Yeah, it is a little similar, but it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Well, let's see how you are at uh, helping us decide what should go on the wheel. Because I think that what we've realized today is that we need to be very particular about what we yeah. allow on the wheel. And, <laughs> because I think that we sort of say, like, ah, what's the, put it on the wheel? What's the worst that could happen? And I think yeah. that we need to be. We found out what the worst we that found could happen out. Is. We found and We found that we need to be very stringent. You know what's amazing? She started listening with the music videos episode, and she's still with yeah, us, even though she wasn't here. a Seinfeld person. In fairness, she, uh, you know, got the fast pass to the mailbag. Um, Rob, I got a question. Yes. Well, first of all, uh, Claire, did you bring any ideas for the mailbag today? Oh, I, I have a few. Um, they're they're pretty terrible, though. So, no, don't uh, be shy. Don't please. be shy. Let us know what they are. <laughs> I did have the idea that you guys should do like. Um, well, like I said, I didn't originally listen to the Seinfeld podcast, but I have been going back and listening to um, to old episodes, and and you guys have some some pretty interesting takes and uh, opinions back then. And so I was thinking, what what we really need is like a Robin Akiva out of context, where like you pull some of these old clips. Like I have one of uh, Akiva that I I caught just the other day, where he says, uh, "You know, I think." Once I have 2,000 Twitter followers, then I'll know the meaning of, of true happiness. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I think I said that for every hundred. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some, some but interesting... But it's true. I, I, I got to 2,000. Now, now I'm at 2,500 something. And I, I knew true happiness. You you think like, oh, no, you're always going to keep craving the next time. But it was 2,000. That's what got me happiness. Yeah. What are you at now? Uh, 2,574. Oh, there you go. Claire, plug your Twitter. You could get some Twitter followers. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, at Cubfin. Cubfin. Uh, Claire has a has a funny uh, uh, Twitter uh, bio. Okay, let me check it's, that. She, she, it says, uh, "I follow back," and then in parentheses it says, "To your man to hide in the bushes and st- to your house to hide in the bushes and steal your man." <laughs> okay, she's gonna steal your man. There you go. Okay, uh, so uh, <laughs> that is funny. Okay, all right. So Akiva, do you like this idea of potentially? Clips from the Seinfeld podcast mm-hmm. that would maybe uh, either be getting played or potentially could be like, uh, did Robin Akiva say this? Yeah. Or like Robin Akiva, like Robin Akiva canceled, Robin Akiva exposed. Oh, well, I mean, I don't want to cancel you, but no. um, like someone would have to cut these, like someone would have to go through and cut all of them. Right. I don't yeah, know. Well, I've started sort of that. making notes when 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 I catch something funny, I do sort of make a note of it and get some some mm-hmm. timestamps. But it is it would be a bit of a procedure, I guess, to get the whole the whole yes. roster, although it's something I'd be willing to take on. And I'm sure I know there are lots of other people who have sort of gone back and started listening mm-hmm. to the old episodes who might be able to pitch in as well. Yeah, I'm definitely in. But someone's got to do the work. Right, Rob? Like, yeah. I think. What do you think? I really like this idea, but I, I think mm-hmm. it should be in the context of we hear the we hear the quote. And then we have yeah. to decide, did we say, did we say it's this good. or not? It's and good. when we did, and if we did, then we would hear the, then we would hear the clip. Oh yeah. yeah. So I, like I think, I, I, I think, um, if there was like, if someone could, if you could like narrow down like 10, 12, 15 that we actually said, and then, uh, you know, and then someone else, uh, you know, or you can, uh, you know, come up with the fake ones, then it's good. So we're not going to put this on the wheel the second, but I definitely think it's a good idea. If someone else is willing to find them, you don't, if you're not super tech savvy or you actually have a life, I'm assuming because you're one of our, I'm assuming Rob, because Claire's one of our Canadian female listeners, 
that she works at a college. I feel like all of our female Canadians in the RHB world work at a college university. Well, actually, I do have a life, but my life is um, in tech. So I'm a I'm a software developer. So I do kind of know Uh, what I'm doing with the tech stuff. But um, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. I'm not crazy, right? I think most of these like Canadian ladies are just work at like the universities there. Um, like at least in our universe. Um, I think you're stereotyping. I, I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, there's probably like three of them. But I don't, I don't know. Um, it, yeah. So if you could do that, or we could just give Shut Up Tim a job that you know, if he maybe with Shut Up Tim, we have to like give him a job and tell him what to do, and not have him tell us <laughs> right. what to do anymore. So how are we curating this? So if it's going into the wheel waiting room, uh, I want to make sure. Like, can we have? Will from America, like a follow up in like two weeks of like, hey, where are we with this? Yeah, we could do that. And also, yeah, tweet at maybe Claire, you could at least uh, get it going. So tweet at C-U-B-F-I-N, Cub Finn. She's a big Cubs and Marlins fan, I guess. Um, and uh, Is that really what it is? Her- no, I'm no, making that up. I, I, yeah, that, that, that Bartman game must have really been uh, very taxing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just an embarrassing childhood nickname, which instead of um, burying in the past, I decided to go all in on and make it my Twitter handle instead. So okay. that's, mm-hmm. that's the origin there. Okay. It's short. That's good. Yeah, it's all yeah, letters. Yeah, that's, that's a tough name. All underscores. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Claire, do you have any other ideas that you wanted to present us? Um, I do feel it's my, my duty to uh, present a quick pitch for uh, season three, episode seven of probably the most Canadian um, sitcom in existence, which is a show called Corner Gas, which I, um, I feel I do think you guys would like it. It's a uh, has a theme song that's literally called not a lot going on. So I feel like it's in a similar sort of okay. wheelhouse. to the Corner yeah. Gas. Uh, yes. First episode, uh, January 22nd, 2004. From 2004 to 2009, Corner Gas. Yeah. Any a, any interest here, Akiva? All right. So this is not even the first time this has been pitched, Rob. Oh, uh, a, a Canadian listener. I'm assuming Canadian lis- listener Patricia wrote and said uh, she was pitching a bunch of different Canadian shows. Do you know what Train 48 is, Claire? Uh, yes, I do. That. Uh, and um, she said one of the most popular Canadian TV shows is Corner Gas. It aired for six seasons. The premise was that it was a show about a gas station in a small town. Seriously, those who work near or at the gas station were the characters. Now, Claire, you're a listener to this show, right? But let's say you were the producer, okay? Sure. Let's say you had a financial stake that that uh, Robert Akibanita Podcast was a publicly traded company. You had a financial stake in the outcome of every episode. And then you're coming off an episode like Final Four where we watched the last four minutes of like two and a half movies out of four. Um, mm-hmm. Would you be excited as the as the financial participant in the show if the next episode was I don't even want to say little known I'll say not known Canadian show called Corner Gas coming out of the fishbowl season three episode well, seven Okay, yes, I we mean, need a hit. You know what I mean? We're like this, that would be rough. I, I, yeah. People don't even know what the show is. I don't know if they're clicking on the on the episode. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, the Canadians would, I'm sure, would, would love it. But, so it's uh, like a lot of the, a lot of pitches, Claire, are like, you know what I would like? And then they send it in. <laughs> I feel well, like this falls said, under yeah. that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, it is uh, self, maybe self-serving, but I just felt I had to. Self-serving? Least... Is that a gas station pun? Oh, boy. <laughs> it is now. Okay. I had to at least make the case, but, um, well, I no, mean. It's, a, it's probably a funny show. 
I just think like uh, think of the ratings for that week, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't. I know the uh, the advertisers are already bailing, so yeah. perhaps not, not <laughs> a bail. smart move. The university <laughs> ladies would be pumped, but uh, yeah. other other than that, okay, that's yeah. another well, that's okay, another gas so station pun. Yeah, okay. let me at least say then I do I do support the uh, the Phil T coming back to talk about Canadian slang thing at least. Okay. If I can't get my uh, super obscure Canadian shows. We do at least at least need to make a mark somehow but um, what do you think what, of phil t's canadian slang what if he came up with 10 words that are over and then 10 words we should be saying like instead of canadian slang what if it was like this word isn't cool anymore like you can't say uh you can't say it's lit lit is over but mm-hmm. like here's a new word you can say so he's like canceling words i, I think canadian slang <laughs> He sent me the I'm list. I'm all for a, a, another uh, filthy appearance. I would. Uh, yeah, we could definitely do that. Okay. All right. We just we have to we have to fill, We've been discussing. I, I also think with the sequels, the sooner it comes back, the less excited people are. So the more time off we have, this is what I was telling Phil. You know, wait another month or two and then put it on the wheel. People will be excited by the time it comes out. I, the couple sequels we've done have been too soon. I think. You know. Okay. All right. So let's uh, talk about Mount Renat more, Keeve. Okay. Is that it, Claire? Is that it for you? You don't have anything else? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get into Mount okay, Renat more. Okay. Um, I've got, we've got a bunch uh, sent in this week. Also, I, I just want to say before we get to the wheel spin, just a programming note. So next weekend, we will not have an episode. I'm going to be traveling. I have a uh, vacation planned. This is uh, the mm-hmm. one time a year when I can get away. And so I'm going to be gone for uh, the week of the 10th. And so we are going to record an episode during the week and then air it uh, or sometime midweek around uh, June 12th or 13th or so. And then have no new episode the following weekend either. And then be back uh, with an episode uh, around the 22nd or 23rd. So basically, we will fill... Uh, they'll, they'll be in, in a one episode with a 10 day 10 days until the next episode. And then another 10 days until the episode after that. So we're trying to split uh, the difference. Make sure to plan my, uh, plan my running. Plan work. your runs accordingly. You're going to have to stop running for a few days. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Claire, sure. what's your best marathon time? My, I, oh, I've never done the full one. Um, oh, you do have, you do have. So, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that schedule might inhibit some of the ideas potentially on the wheel. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if you're going to be interested in this with Rob, but I had this idea for a different. Is it watching the end of movies? No, it's called Robin Akiva Car Chase, guys. Car Chase, guys. Basically, you live in L.A. Yeah. Once a week, there's a big car chase and it'll be on the news for like hours at a time. Sometimes they last four hours. I was about to go to sleep like a couple months ago. And there's an amazing one that go, went on for hours and hours and hours. And then the guy like eventually it ended. And I was thinking, what if we don't schedule a podcast, but we get an alert? I'm sure there's like a Twitter feed that could alert you when there's a car chase happening. Car chase starts. Me and you get on the 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 you know get on the the air right away. Not literally the air because we're not recording live. And me and you record a podcast for whatever the length of the car chase is, and we're just doing play by play of the car chase. No way. I am not interested <laughs> in any aspect Why? of this. Well, there's now. Okay. Yes, the issue is like all right. One issue is a lot of times the guy's running away for like 
right. a bad reason. Right. And we'd have to sort of discern quickly what well, the bad reason was. I don't like any podcast that it's like, OK, drop everything. And now we're on a podcast potentially that this could be four hours. This could oh, yeah. be. I mean, usually like two. Ten minutes. Could be. I mean, could, it could, be, it could be ten minutes and it could mm-hmm. end in a fiery death. Ooh, not for us. Not for, well. I mean, who are we rooting for? Also, one of us get the cop, one gets the robber. Yeah, uh, I'm out. I'm out on okay. this. Like, maybe if there was it like a funny idea, a, a great car chase that was like on YouTube. Uh, oh, we could but, do that too. We could just do play by play of like a th- two hour car chase, but like no. people send in their favorite car chases. I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. That's not what uh, Claire. As a listener, would you be would you be pumped up to run? listening to a car chase well i mean maybe maybe it would get me like super hyped up like uh you know the whole like living dangerous yeah you're not a um, car fan right not not a big car fan no yeah only a cub she's a cub fan oh boy (laughs) rob we need to take a few weeks off from this podcast we're gonna take (laughs) the same bad joke on the same second (laughs) (laughs) uh robin akiva slay lukes i don't know what that means but it's fun to say Claire, explain to him. You're young and cool, probably. Well, she's um, not cool because we know we know why she's not. Yeah, cool, right. But. And we're on a different a different scale up here in the Great White North. But that's uh, <laughs> because she listens to this podcast. That's true, also. Yeah. But no, Canadians have a different scale. We established that. What do you know? What slaying Luke's is, uh, Claire? I actually have no idea. Oh, I think we need Phil T to explain that. I think it's like you dress well. I, it's it's not an actual podcast idea. I just like saying Robin Akiva slay Luke's. Um. Robin Akiva go viral. Maybe Claire could help us with this. We try and come up with our most viral tweets ever live on the podcast. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Like we're like trying to get like make a tweet that goes viral. And then we are we like yes. tweeting them during the show. I guess we're doing a couple to drop in a couple tweets during the show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tough when you get into that, that breaking the internet stuff. I remember. Uh, yeah. I remember seeing Rob tweeting the, uh, Esco and us get it, and I was concerned. I was like, "Is this like one of those like uh, you know like where you have your your phone in your back pocket and you like yes. you know accidentally?" <laughs> so yeah, there's a it's it's a bit tricky there. I'm not sure what the what the how you could uh, approach going viral, but um, yeah. All right, Rob. But we got some more here. We got some more. Yeah. So last week we discussed uh, doing a Reddit idea. And the one that we that was discussed was uh, what part of Reddit do, did we I think it was like uh, ask Reddit. It was just like the most viral things on Reddit. Yeah. Um, but but someone else suggested. What about there's something called AITA. Are you familiar with Reddit AITA? A-I-T-A. Claire, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yes. A. So explain what it is, please. Claire. While Rob Googles it. Yeah, basically, it's am I the a hole? And uh, people oh, will. Why is write, it not A I T H? A I T A H. Well, you know, we don't need so. to get. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, people will sort of write an anecdote about something that happened to them where they, they don't know whether they're in the wrong. And then everybody weighs in and says, oh, yeah, no, you're, you're a total jerk. Like, how could you? How could you uh, do this to this woman who you should you should have tipped this woman who was cutting your hair or whatever or 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 they say oh yeah. no actually the other person was being really terrible in this situation you know you have nothing to worry about yeah you can sleep at night so 
Yeah, I guess that's basically the premise as far as I understand it is people go and they are seeking okay. a, an outsider perspective on something that happened to them. Okay. Yeah. Can, so I can I read a few of the of of today's viral ones, Rob? <laughs> I think the $75 patrons uh got to hear one of these when I first came on the line with uh, Akiva today about uh oh, yeah. yes. Uh, a situation with the podcast. Okay. All right. Yeah, so AITA, am I the a-hole for allowing my 16-year-old daughter to get a tattoo? Hmm. Uh, and then she says her daughter uh, is starting college already. And it basically, I think it's a divorced parent fight. I'm not going to go into the whole thing. I just let me read you the headlines. Am I, am I the a-hole for stranding a date without a ride because she was ignoring me? Yes. Um, <laughs> not going to read that one. Uh, am I the a-hole for requesting a tip before service? Well, what, what service? Uh, uh, a wait, a wait staff. Okay. I own a small diner. I have a small staff. We open at 10 a.m. Uh, we, we basically they didn't want to serve someone because they were cl- coming close to the end. Hmm. So um, am I the a-hole for grounding yes. my son for the rest of the year and forbidding him from seeing his girlfriend or any of his friends privately because I found that he wasn't using condoms? Uh, so, am I the okay, a-hole? okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, so we'd read we'd read some of these. I'm just giving an example of of uh, some of them. Uh, we'd read them, but also I think half would be Reddit and then half maybe would be listeners submit things that happened to them either currently or in the past yeah. and we decide who the a-holes are and who's not the a-hole i feel like i'm more interested in the questions from the listeners than i am from hearing what's going on on reddit uh, okay but here i was covering my bases because who knows if we're going to get you know five six good ones from the listeners like claire you're an example of one listener would you be able to send something in if you really racked your brain here an example oh. of an am i the a-hole I definitely think I could. I think a lot of us uh, just go through life, you know, often second guessing ourselves when mm-hmm. uh, we think we may have we may be in the wrong or maybe maybe I'm just a terrible person. I don't know. But yeah, I could come up with something for sure. I don't know about anybody else. I'm concerned mm-hmm. about the branding here of. Yeah, oh, so that was that was my note is that we need a better name. I think uh, especially if we're not using the Reddit ones primarily, we need a better name. Yeah. So I don't know. Do we have? Uh, am I the ops? Uh, am I? Hmm. Do we have uh, a name for somebody who is a person Let's, who? Yes. Well, we could be a jerk. I mean, we could open up to the listeners. I feel like the collective, uh, you know, ideas of the listeners might the douche. be. Am I the a hole for canceling my wedding because my fiance almost got my dog killed? I guess it depends. I need to hear yeah. more from the story. <laughs> you know. Would I be the a-hole? That's another version. If I called off my wedding because my fiance doesn't want my son to bring his boyfriend to the wedding, am I the a-hole for, for, yes. my, my, yes, for wanting my daughter's boyfriend, soon to be fiance, to know her dark secret before marriage? Uh, I think that's just mental illness. Uh, the, the, I like reading the thing. The dark secret was, was mental illness. Uh, AITA for reporting my car stolen when my sister took it after I told her not to. Yes. There's some good ones here. Um, yeah, I think we could do this with Alyssa. How about this? Send in your am I the a-holes? We're going to change the name. Like, are we maybe are we jerks? Something like that. I don't know. Uh, we could top that. OK. And we will add that to the wheel, assuming we get a few good ones in. But send those in this week. It's mandatory. You must send one in. All right. If you're listening. Claire, do you support that? Yes, I uh, I will endorse that. OK. So it's in the waiting room, not the fish. Into the waiting room. Not the not the mailbag. Uh, you want one more, Rob? Sure. Claire, uh, Akiva and I opened the show talking about our road trip to Ooh. Minnesota. Do you think that that is a, a good idea? 
Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I am. Um, I, uh, you know, I feel like people in my life would be concerned for my mental health if I said I was going to Minnesota to watch. They uh, might put uh, the on my the a hole for cutting Claire out of my life because she went to Minnesota for some podcast bros. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but I mean, for you guys, yes, I, I think it's a great idea. Do you idea. think people will come and join us or do you think it will be me, uh, Kiva, Chester, Scott St. Pierre and Sean the Mailman? Well, I mean, I would be there if, if I could. So I think uh, I think people are going to jump at the opportunity. So you'd be mm. surprised maybe how many. Well, I mean, that, that could be a bad thing, too, because then you're, you know, bunking up with a bunch of you know, random listeners. But, well, we didn't um, say bunking up with randos. Yeah, yeah. We didn't promise bunking up randos. It's possible. Yeah. But, uh, it, but we're not, we're not totally sure what the sleeping situation is going to be. Should yeah, we get a giant mansion with a pool? What do you think about that, Claire? Or a yeah, pool table. Go, pool go table. on Airbnb like and yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'd say, yeah, go for the mansion, go on Airbnb and like sort the prices so that like the most expensive ones are like yep. at the top and then pick the like most ritzy, fancy place you can find. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Claire, are you a uh, a swimming pool or pool table? Oh, I um am abysmally bad at playing pool, so I'm I'm say I say the the water version of the pool. Okay, swimming, swimming pool. pool. Yes. All right. Oh, okay, one more Rob. Travis Payne. Speaking of Canadians. Rob and Akiva do Cosmo quizzes. You simply do Cosmo quizzes live on air. There are enough PG-13 quizzes that you could do one. This needs a Haley Strong type guest. I don't know a lot of Haley Strong types besides Haley Strong. She's mm-hmm. one in a trillion. Yeah, she has um, the market cornered on uh, being Haley Strong. On Haley Strong types, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Cosmo quizzes. Can we get an example of a Cosmo quiz? I'm on Cosmopolitan.com quizzes. Uh, some of them are uh, not necessarily appropriate uh bra or bikini that's not gonna work mm-hmm. uh quiz will he be great in bed wait oh. is that trying to figure out if you are a bra or if you are a bikini because that's <laughs> yes. be funny okay rob do you think you're a all bra right. or a bikini all right uh akiva so <laughs> hypothetically the quiz is will he be great in bed great's a very high uh standard okay. yeah yeah right. let's yeah uh all right here let me give you an example the 10 question quiz all right akiva uh do you yeah. trust him completely or lolidk did did they stop doing quizzes? Because we're both on the site and these are quizzes from 2016. I wonder if Cosmo ended quizzes or if Cosmo doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Cosmo, I think, exists. Claire, right? The magazine exists. But but what, oh, what's yeah. going on? Millennials don't re- don't read it. No, I think they just sort of lurk on those those racks in the checkout aisles in grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody actually buys them. But it, I mean, they are still around as far as Because these aware. quizzes are all from 2016. They must have quit the quizzes. Yeah. All right, so well, what's maybe, your question? Yeah, what's your first like, question okay. here? So I don't know. I think this is going to be hard for us to answer because uh, that so we don't have are, a hypothetical are, boyfriend. Yeah, these are questions for a woman about a man. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Maybe there's a better one that we could do. Uh, which member of the Backstreet Boys is your once true love? Um. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's your true age according to your social media habits? Okay, let's do that one. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. Let's find out. All right. This will answer for, for a key. And this is from 2016. So there's not going to be like TikTok or something. Maybe Ooh, not. Pizer wrote that quiz. She, I like her. She's on Twitter. She's very nice. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'm trying to get the quiz to open up, but I don't even know if it's, this if website it's might be dead. Yeah. It might be dead. Okay. Cosmo might not exist anymore. Mm, I think it's a fun idea, but I, I think that we uh, there's going to be too many things that don't 
uh, apply to us. Keith. Right, it might get old pretty quickly. Like, which Ryan Gosling movie character is your boyfriend? Yeah, this which is Drake so is your boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. Which Drake is your boyfriend, Claire? Are you excited about the Raptors? I, I have, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, but I didn't, I was not aware that there were uh, that many iterations of Drake that uh, I have to pick only one of them to be do you, my Rob, boyfriend. Do you think Drake is cool? Yeah, Drake's cool. I don't think he's cool. I mean, compared to us or like compared to like compared to little us, punk. Well, uh, speak for yourself. I am yeah. famously well, cool. Well, hang on. He's Canadian. So we have our own scale. That's right? true. Yes. Uh, diff- but even for a Canadian, like uh, he's just so corny. Like he pretends to be a Raptors fan. He's got the jersey numbers of the team they're playing on, like on his, uh, you know, tattooed on on his arm. That's crazy hmm. to have. A, like if you're a Jets fan, you can't get other players uh, you can't get like, oh, I love Odell Beckham. He's on my fantasy team. I'm getting his number tattooed on my arm. That's nuts. Look, that's what a corny person does. That's what George R. R. Martin does with the Jets <laughs> and the Giants. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. All right. Um, so I don't think we're going to do a Cosmo quiz. All right. So we didn't add anything. Ma- uh, maybe yeah. the case yeah. against Drake being cool uh, could be a podcast. Is Drake where we have cool? Somebody yeah. for and against the, the case of Drake is cool. Drake is not cool. Interesting. A cool trial on that. Pitch. Yeah. Uh, a, qu- a few quick uh, uh, season three, episode seven pitches for the fishbowl. These are from our great friend Libby. I'll give you three ideas. Tell me if any of them interest you. Famous sitcoms, 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, Scrubs. Uh, any of them? Or is it like one podcast called Famous no, Sitcoms? No, no, no. Any of, any of those three. She's not saying to merge them. I mean... All those shows are good. I, I don't know. It's it's hard to do this podcast and talk about, you know, a, a good show that's not particularly outdated. Right. Right. It's funny to talk about the shows from the 80s. We love doing, uh, you know, or early 90s. We love doing Dinosaur. The modern shows that are good, I agree. Is there a lot of meat? Claire, what would you think if, uh, if uh, you know, a Scrubs episode came up? Would you be yeah, excited? I wouldn't be I wouldn't be super pumped. I feel like like you're saying it has to be either especially bad or like especially old and corny um, mm-hmm. for it to sort of be able to to really come through well in the in the format. Um, yeah, I don't hate it, but I, I don't know that I'd be jumping to add any of those to the. If we had bowl. to add one of the three, which one would you like? Thirty Rock say, Parks and Rec Scrubs. Yeah, Parks and Rec probably. That's my favorite of the three. Well, yeah. the episode is the debut of Little Sebastian. Yes. Uh, Harvest Festival. So I think it is one of the more. Uh, and I, I've recently watched that. And uh, like, I don't think there'd be that much to make fun of. We'd just be like, oh, wasn't that funny when this happened? Yeah, I agree. It's good. But uh, it's no these are corner gas. Shows. <laughs> no corner gas. Maybe corner gas is good. Should we put a should we put corner gas in the fishbowl poll up this week? Rob? Um, I don't know. I feel like that corner gas is sort of like in the Riverdale category of like, it, it might be interesting to talk about, but I don't know if anybody would be like excited of like, Oh, that this is, uh, you know, uh, something that I'm excited to hear Rob and Akiva have a take on. What if there was well, some sort of like mini sewed concept where like one week where we had nothing to prep, like for the mailbag, we watched corner gas. Hmm. What do you think about that? Perhaps, perhaps. But I, I think right now we need a sure thing. Yeah, we need an absolute lock. By the way, I'm going to say, because we're about to spin the wheel, right? Both of our vetoes are are already in our pocket. We got our we got our hand on a veto, like we're walking into a dangerous room and we're John Wick 3. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Here's what's going on right now. Here's what's on the wheel. Season three, episode seven is up to a uh, balmy six spots right now. We have the coin flip, never been used. We have the Oregon Trail. We have the rise and fall of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Claire, would you be looking forward to that episode? Well, at this point, like the mythology of it is built up so much that, yeah, I'd be like, I'd be super hyped. It's been so long. MTV shows are trash. Might be tough to get Ali Lasher on the short notice here, Keith. Um, Quick turnaround this week. Yeah, I will ask Ali as we talk here. The infomercials are trash with Eric Stein. Uh, similar, similar issue, potentially. Uh, Royal Rumble. Boy, Claire, would you be excited for the Royal Rumble? Yes, I'm. I'm are you not really excited for the Royal Rumble, Rob? Oh, I would be. That's my favorite idea. Yeah, no, I know that's yeah, your favorite no, idea. It's, it's you just said the, it in a weird way. I'm just I, I'm, I'm curious to know if only I'm excited or if uh, Claire would think, be excited. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like you've been saying for well. You've been saying that the wheel is stacked lately, and I feel like you've just been cutting the cutting the chaff with a couple of these. <laughs> All the bad ones are getting picked. So then well, it'll be like, like the baby oh. name episode, Claire. Oh no, I love the baby name episode. Um, it was a a, a bright. I mean, I like every episode, yeah. but it was definitely a well, strong one. In- yeah, and the good news is that you heard the wheel spin, and then you don't have to go back and listen to the first half. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm in it for the whole thing. Mm. Um, okay. She's a completist, not okay. a Chester yeah. completist. What's it, what are your opinions on Chester, uh, Claire? <laughs> well, um, I have listened to 32 fans on a few occasions. And um, yeah, I, I actually don't really know much about football. So I, I steer clear of the football episodes. But he's, you know, I have to say his his dedication to all his, his spreadsheets and everything is like a little bit alarming i'm not sure if i'm alarmed mm-hmm. or impressed or maybe a little bit of both but yeah no uh, no no problems with with chester on on my end okay if you, yeah um uh one more question yes claire who's living rent free in your head <laughs> oh my god um i was, I was the car right <laughs> i don't know i feel like i've been i've been sort of cracking down on the on the squatters in in my head recently trying to keep it Keep, keep it clear of rent free occupants but if i did have to say yeah that that car still does. <laughs> well it's the weirdest thing okay so the guy who 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 um who nearly killed me with his car he sent me like he sent me some money afterwards and then i don't know somehow through the like you know algorithms of the, the internet spying on me or whatever he now shows up in my my Facebook suggested friends oh, all the no. time. That's so creepy. It is, yeah, it's really like he's yeah he's living rent free in my head in my my Facebook. Feed, what do you mean like he you money? Like, he's like here's some cash. Don't sue me. Um, is something of that nature. Yeah, like I wasn't particularly interested in suing him. Like we're super polite up here and we're not really into that that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But I did have like you know my clothes got all ripped up and everything. So I was like yeah uh you, you know you can send me some money. So he he like e transferred me. But then. That was all it took, I guess, for the like, you know, mm-hmm. creepy internet algorithm is to creepy. figure it out. And so, yeah, he's yeah. Did you guys so, agree to a a a, a settlement? Um, we did, or I, I gave him an amount, and then he sent me like considerably more than that, and I was just wow. I was, You're yeah, a bad negotiator. Like, <laughs> 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 well, I don't know. Uh, I figured I'll just I'll just roll with it. I mean, it was more than enough to replace the stuff that got that. You should accept up. the friend request now. Yeah, I well, do he, think so. He he might, this guy might send you more money. 
Okay. Yeah, he's just like a suggested friend, so I would have you to be the just one to be- send the friend request, and then he might just immediately just send more money of like, hey, yeah, like please, he's, he's like, I, I thought I was done with this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Other stuff on the wheel includes the crappy movie diaper. Can I ask you a question, Rob? Yes. So this has never come up. Uh, The problem is we just watched like four movies or parts of four movies. Should this get a zero for this coming week's wheel? Don't don't mess with the formula that the stuff that's in the crappy movie diaper that's been vetted. This was the problem was that the movies like maybe the final four idea wasn't even flawed, but the movies that we picked were not good for this. So I actually foresaw this once, you know, while the podcast was going in a certain direction. And I emailed our beloved ombudsperson, Aisha, yes. and said, hey, can I ask you? Rob's going to say no. Well, I didn't say that part. Like, can I ask you this question? Let it, let's call you live on air. But she's probably a person with a life and she's not responded to yeah. my email in the last half hour. But that would have been we could have had an, uh, a, a mid pod Aisha ruling possibly but it's not going to happen now it looks like well claire I-, I will give i will turn it over to you what do you say i say um you know just because just because you talked about movies today doesn't mean that the uh the crappy movie I mean, we could be talking about leprechaun 2 next week all right that would be exciting yeah. and we could always veto if we don't if we're not excited about the movie yeah we could oh yeah. we could veto the movie we could no, we could veto the the whole idea. I'm saying if, if it's like we, playing the hidden immunity idol on the Tyvo, I don't think we could play the veto on no, the so you could only veto the idea, but once the movie comes out, it's too late. I don't know. I don't know the rules. We put the movies in there. Why would you veto a movie that we already put in there? Well, maybe I'm not in the mood to talk about a movie next week. <laughs> I want to do like the Royal Rumble or the census. But wait, or then use your veto at the point that the crappy movie diaper comes ah, up. Don't okay, use your veto after the. Oh, I didn't it's want to not, talk about that so movie. No, there should be a super veto also that comes after that, like Tony Blanco <laughs> style. <laughs> yeah. Ask All right. Yeah. All right. No, I, yeah. Trust the wheel. You know. Trust the wheel. Okay. Millennials killed it. Uh, we have uh, still to talk about uh, the census. The census might be tough to do the turnaround, but I think we could do it. Yeah, we'll be able to do it. People will be filling out the census left and right. Okay. The sequel mechanism, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, I, I'm, I'm worried about as a follow up to this episode. Interesting. All I think right. there's It'll a lot of variance to it, there. Rob. All right. And Akiva's Mystery Show 2. Oh, geez. Okay, I'm, I'm and we didn't add that. any new ideas to the wheel for for this week. Correct. Okay. All right. So, Claire, do you have anything in particular that you would not like to have come up? Oh, um, no, I just have ones that that I am excited for. What I are think. you most excited for? Well, I'm a, um, a big Eric Stein fan. So Who is I am. Yeah, yeah. And now sure. we don't know who's available this that. week. We have no idea if he'll okay. be available on very short notice. We'll see. We just need to record uh, before this upcoming weekend and we could potentially make it work. But let's go ahead and see what we're going to talk about on Robin to Keep the Podcast, episode number 38. Bro, I was thinking uh, Argon Trail and JTT have been on the, the wheel for almost a year mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, that's the other one summer. I was going to say. Uh, Argon Trail. Yeah. yeah. People are going to think that it was rigged. Because oh no! Did one of them come up? The rise and fall of oh Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> Finally, after ten months on the, the wheel, it yeah, comes up. it's really that the the arrow is like almost exactly on the line between MTV shows of trash and the rise and fall of JTT. But it says 
rise and fall of JTT. Now, how is this going to work? Do we have a correspondent? We do, but she volunteered so long ago. Like, I have to hope she still like knows who we are. Okay, all right. So, if if for whatever reason that falls through, should are we recruiting a on the no, fly? I'll, if no, I think she's our expert because I assume she's put in work. Uh, if for whatever reason she falls through, I if will. She goes solic- us. We'll solicit yeah. on Twitter. If okay. she goes us, I'll solicit. Claire, you don't know anything about Jonathan Taylor Thomas, right? Um, I would not be qualified to be an expert on him. I would say. Okay, well, Claire's you, Claire. You're young. I think you're too young to remember the the home improvement days, the salad <laughs> days of JTT. <laughs> she, she remembers uh, uh, Corner Gas. Oh yeah, yes, but I, well, like that's probably just always on on a loop on Canada in Canada. I'm not no, sure. No, that, that's actually that's the case. There's like some channels. It's like you know some second string local channel that just like literally plays Corner Gas like all day. Seven. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So, Claire, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the wheel segment. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, having me on. A lot of fun. Okay, Akiva, what are we going to talk about? Ratings? No, we don't need to talk about ratings. I think we could let people out of their okay. misery at this point. <laughs> we'll, we'll, let them, we'll let them go. And so if people want to let us know about uh, the coming to Minnesota, they want they can go ahead and, I mean... How many other podcasts would do such a thing, Akiva? Listen, we try and do original things. No other podcast ever named somebody's baby or sent their listeners out on blind dates. Well, in fairness, I do believe that Jennifer, our baby name expert, uh, has uh, literally named many babies. Yeah, but not on a podcast. She's never just randomly like had the listener come on and and done it. You know, I I would fact check that on the baby name podcast. They've never done that. I'd like to fact check that she's that she's uh, named 10,000 babies. I want a list. I'm just kidding. We like Jennifer. Um, that was awesome, by the way, because uh, I, I my kids never listened to the, the podcast, but they wanted to hear the baby names. So I played that whole segment for them. I love when when you're like right before you say the baby name, like Jennifer, you ever named baby? She's like, yeah, 10,000. Yeah. Like, what a baller. What a baller answer. Baller. OK. Uh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, let us know if you're coming to Minnesota. Unlike Claire, who's too cool and doesn't want her rel- or her family to think she's a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Do we ask Claire, is Akiva cool? Oh, um, I would have to say, uh, upon careful consideration. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Akiva is cool. All I right. Think, oh, I think she said it. Claire, I appreciate you. There you go. <laughs> All right. And then what else, Keith? No, I mean, I, you know, so we got a podcast coming in 10 days if you're listening and then one 10 days after that. And then we'll probably get on a pretty regular summer schedule. But then not so long after that, we're going to go to Minnesota and we'll do okay. a live show there. And then you, I will say, yes, I remember after we did the live Seinfeld show, we joked on the podcast about like me doing a live show. And you were like, yeah, Kiva will like never do a live. Po-. You were like very confidently said we will never do a live podcast together again. Um. Yeah. All right. Look, that 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 would be a good thing for Claire's game of did Robin yeah. Akiva say this? Yeah, I like that game, Claire. Let's let's get uh, I, you know, if people could reach out to Claire Cubfin and and maybe we'll get oh, yeah. a lot of uh, hot yeah, we'll takes or or really. Rob liked to play the clip on from the Seinfeld show where I said I love the Biebs. <laughs> yeah. So if we get a lot of those, just like completely out of context, Robin Akiva, we could really run with that. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be good if we had those types of uh, <laughs> those types of clips. Uh, I don't know if I still have that. I'd have to uh, really go ahead and go out and look for it. But um, yeah, that What's was wrong that with was loving a good one. The Biebs? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I don't know where I have so many different pages on the soundboard. It would take me a minute to, uh, to find it, but yeah, that was fun. All right. So thank you again for joining us, Claire. Thank you. Okay. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And then, uh, Akiva is on Twitter. He's at key 26. Uh, anything you want to, uh, promote in terms of the 32 fans podcast? We missed our first. I think it's only the second week we've ever just not done an episode. We just both weren't in the mood this week and we took the week off. We'll be back with a vengeance next week, assuming we could think of a topic. All right. And then I'm at Rob Sisterino. Uh, Of course, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we hope you had fun, uh, at least on the wheel segment. Everyone had fun. Listen, it's fun when things are bad. It's fun when they're good. Okay. People are people are just running their marathons of life and uh, you know <laughs> and, and and enjoying it in the you know, it, either paying attention or in the background if it's bad, but uh they say bad or nap, the worst or nap, it's like pizza, right? Like the worst or nap is still um no, it's probably bad. The worst or nap is probably bad. <laughs> All right. Take care everybody. Have a good one. Bye. This episode of Rob's Podcast is sponsored by our friends over at True Car. Every car comes with a share of stories that ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date, that luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you save by riding your bike all summer long. Now, while you can't put a price tag on your stories now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to sell it or to trade it in. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions. Navigation and Moonroof, watch as they bump up your car's value. High mileage, you already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it's going to ding your wallet so you can plan ahead. And once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or to trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas.